made what we think is your best listening decision of the day. This is episode 14 of Talk About Board Games. Now, on this episode, we finish our fourth five for five, give our first favorite board game list, and do a transforming playthrough review of Terra Mystica. Games, Nicole. Hey, Fred. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Good. This is my wife, Nicole. Hello. And I'm Fred, and we talk about board games on this uh, podcast. Is that what we do? That is it. And this is our 14th episode, and uh, we have had, outside of board gaming, a couple of really busy weeks since our last episode, haven't we? Yeah. <clears throat> now, we really didn't get that much to the table, did we? Mm-mm. But that doesn't mean we don't have stuff to talk about. Well, we can always find something to talk about. We like to talk a lot. Well, let's see what we did get to the table, okay? We like to game with gods. We like to game with dice. So this is what we say. When the chips were gone and the sun came up, hey, let's see what God played. All right, Nicole. What God played? Nothing. No, we got one game played. <laughs> you know, I didn't have any Angela lunches. I'm I'm feeling lonely, Angela. You know, Travis was on vacation for the first week of my, you know, of me being back at work after the fourth. And yeah. on top of that, the, uh, I mean, just it's just busy, just busy. Yeah. My lunches just didn't <clears throat> match up. So. But here's the cool thing is we did get one game played. That wasn't on our five for five. Correct. And uh, this is a game now. <laughs> You know, I, I told everybody last episode that we do American Classic game where we only play games that are 20 years old on the 4th of July. But that is not technically true. You see, we usually Fred play something kind of epic and, you know, just ridiculous on top of it. But we didn't get to. And I mean, just like a dice chucking kill fest, usually. And and for the first couple of years of, our, of this tradition, we've done uh, HeroScape. And I've got out all our terrain and designed some massive battle and just had this, you know, bloodbath across the table, right? Right. This time I decided to try Memoir 44 Overlord. Right. Now, Overlord is a variation of, of Memoir 44. It's a command and colors game similar to battle lore, you know. And uh, it uses pretty much the same same mechanics and same basic idea. And Which would be... Which is just uh, you're rolling dice. If you match the symbol of whatever troop or troop type you're attacking, you kill one of that troop type. If you roll a grenade, then you you hit any troop type. And if you roll a flag, it causes causes that troop to retreat. Stars are a symbol on the die that's used for a special kind of attack. Or and more commonly a miss, which is a bummer. <clears throat> yeah. Because stars are always something good, but they're yeah. not necessarily. And so you have like little guys, tanks, you know, people, tanks. Uh, grenades for anything, artillery. Artilleries are under tanks. Oh, right. No, I, I, I thought you were talking about the pieces now. There's artillery guys, too. Yeah. Now, these things, this game, it seems like it'll be, it would be complex, but it actually is sort of made simple by each individual troop type having a reference card, like a little playing card, on the like right next to the board where you're playing. So every time you're about to do something, there's the rule right there on the table. Yeah, it's it's great with that reference. It's real simple. I mean, right out of the box, you can play a 30-minute war game. Yeah. And you chuck dice and you all have you, you know, you have individual troop types. You, you know, 
have varied battlefields because they have the it's a hexagonal little battlefield and you get little hexes that have terrain on them and you have uh, specific cards that you play yeah. that will tell you which troops you can actually control Correct. this turn. Because the battlefield is split into center, right, and left flanks, and your cards will affect only troops in one of those segments or sometimes all of them or sometimes a specific troop type. And so you are kind of at the mercy of what cards you have in your hand. Right. Now, we played this, and we've played it before. Yeah, we've played it before. It's a fun game. But what we added in this time... Was uh, not the overlord. No, (laughs) here's what's funny about that because we ran out of time. Yeah, we ran out of time. We went to a fireworks display on the fourth instead of playing an overlord. And overlord, what the variation of that is, and I have you have to buy an expansion because it has special command cards, etc. But you actually use two base set game boards. That's how ridiculous I am for this game. I have two base sets, and you can put the boards side by side, like on the short ends, so it makes this really long uh, battlefield. Battlefield. And you separate it into two segments of each battlefield equals right, you know, flank, left flank, middle flank. Because now you have six segments, right? Right. I just confused you and you know how to play. Well, I didn't play the Overlord. <laughs> so is it like this half of it has still got right, left, and middle? And then this half has got right, left, and middle? Or is it just the whole thing right, becomes right, one left, big left, battlefield? Middle, middle. Yeah, the whole thing becomes one big battlefield. And since there's six segments, you go two for right flank, two for center, two for left. That's where you lost me. So that's why I'm glad I got asked you, you to clarify. Got you back. I'm right back here. I know Timmy. what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Found you. I'm out of the well. Okay. Don't you run away. The, uh, <laughs> but, no, uh, that does sound really epic. We, I really want to No, here's what's time. cool about the, the Overlord it's intended to be played with eight people. Yeah, we never have that oh, many. I over. wish. I wish, right? I know. Because you, as an overlord, you get these command decks, and now, like a chain of command in real battle, you have a commander who doesn't play any of the troops on the battlefield. He hands out orders to each segment. Like each of three commanders in front of them, they choose what troops they're moving. So he sort of plans, and then they plan based on what this other guy's sort of planned, but they don't actually get to actively communicate between each other. Only one of them gets to be talked to directly every turn because that's all the time they would have. Pretty neat, right? That's interesting, So you play a four versus four game with this double width board. That's really neat. Well, I tried to set it up so the four of us could play. Which we would we would have a commander which would control the center section, and then we would have a commander that would control the right and left flank. And you didn't get to talk at all. Oh. Cool, right? Yeah, but we didn't do it. Didn't do it. Ran out of time. So, so I, you modified I, it. Yeah, I went ahead and set it up again. Because one other thing I had added to this, other than the overlord uh, aspect of this, I had added in something I got about a year ago called the equipment pack. And the equipment pack... You had that that long? I swear. <laughs> what do we do with our days? Anyhow. We, we don't play Memoir 44. The, uh, <clears throat> no, the equipment pack, though, adds a lot of vari- variation to both sides, both Axis and Allies. And you get to, uh, you know, we had snipers in our game that were pretty cool. Remember, I, your, your sniper can only get hit on a grenade symbol and can Which shoot five cool. spaces with one die. And he hits on... on uh, Grenades, stars, or whatever your your unit symbol is. So he has mm-hmm. like a 50% chance of hitting every time he rolls. He's but he only cool. gets to roll the one die, but that's still pretty cool. Yeah. And he gets to shoot a long distance. And he can retreat really quickly too. Yeah. And he gets to move twice and, and shoot instead of move once and shoot like normal infantry or like special infantry. 
got ahead to think. I was like, wait a minute, did I know that? Okay, yeah. See, yeah, now, basically that. what I'm saying is that you guys can hear that we've got, there's like all these little intricacies and rules, but all this stuff is explained on these little cards in front of us. Yeah, if you pay attention to the card, you're fine. <clears throat> and the equipment pack comes with a whole lot of unique troops. And because they're meant to be used by both sides, they're they're gray instead of, uh, they're like, no, they're sort of like a light gray, like almost a white color. Well, because <laughs> because white. the Germans are dark gray, like Germans. You know, they have a gray uniform. Okay. They did. In, in World War II, okay. they had gray uniforms. And this is like conversation you have with your dad, not me. Dad? No, the, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, and, and uh, so this is kind of a lighter colored gray, and it's more of a neutral color that you can use between both sides, and you can plant little snipers on each side, etc. Right. But we use that equipment pack. I had anti-tank guys and all kinds of cool stuff. It just gives you a lot of variety. And I really think if, if it's something, if, if it's a game that you return to, I, I think the equipment pack is is really neat. I mean, it just enhances every part of it. Yeah, gives it, a little more complexity. Yeah, in fact, I, I had actually game. set up in a uh, an Overlord map from the equipment pack on on Fourth of July. That's what's even more depressing is we could have played both two birds, one, one stone, stone. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, that that lucky little bird got away. But that's the only thing we played. And what happened in that game? I, you win. You know what? I thought I was going to lose. I thought you, you were going to lose. More. I was doing really well. You were playing the right Russians. Off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and I, I killed one of your tanks right off the bat. Wasn't it one of your tanks? I think it was one of the tanks first. Yeah. And then, I don't know what happened. I just couldn't roll for Huey, and you were doing really well. Oh, I get so snotty when you I do get well, too. snotty. I know. No, you get snotty when you're not doing well, and then I kind of feel bad for you, and then I'm like... Thanks for feeling bad for me. And then I'm... You just... Your little face goes... You will not and, get that return. I know. I know. <laughs> and then you just want me... I feel just, bad for you. You do not. Yes, you I do. You don't feel bad. What? You don't feel bad that I'm losing all the time. Really? As long as I keep playing, you'll never feel bad for me. Actually, if you give me your track record and it's like five games straight or something like that, I'll feel terrible. It's probably about that. It is not. Oh, anyway. No, but we can talk about that right now, because we're just about to go into our five for five. All right. All right. Let's go through it again and make sure we got it. Count us off, Bill. One, two, three, four. This is a five for five update. Now, Nicole, we finished our last game of our five for five. What was left? Touch of Evil, Dark Omen. Dark Omen. No, not Dark Omen. Dark Gothic. Was it? It was dark gothic. Oh you man, I'm so hold time. on. Let me change this real quick on my outline here. Dark goth- gothic. Dark. Okay, so now that we've read that, gothic. I don't have to read it again. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we played it. We we didn't. We uh, got four times out of it, didn't we? Yeah. Why did we get four times? Because you don't like it enough to play it again. Oh. At all. Oh, I know. It, it was it was sad. Do you know how heartbreaking this, this is? Okay, let's go to the beginning. Well, we're this at the beginning. Is Fred's all-time favorite game is Touch of Evil. I love it. This is a deck builder based yeah. off of that fantasy, that rea- <clears throat> or that little land, whatever. Yeah. And so we're little thinking. Little land. It's whatever. like colonial America. It's a little place, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some weird place that nobody's ever heard it of. It doesn't take that long to get from Philadelphia to New York. Or Agrabah to. I, I don't <laughs> know. Kidding. That's not um, weird. You're weird. <laughs> so, anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah. We, on a, that, I mean, Deck Builder, <clears throat> like it. Yeah. Touch of Evil, like it. Sure. Flying Frog, like it. Good track record. What? What's not to like? Well. <laughs> Let us tell you. <laughs> 
so we played game one. How did that go? Game one was fine. It was over quick. You yeah. won, as always. I mean, we only played like 50 minutes. Yeah, it was it was great. We were done. Yeah. We went to the pool. That's right. I whooped you good. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I whooped you. You always do. No, I That's don't. That's the point. <laughs> so it was, it was fun. I was like, this isn't too bad. Yeah. And then we played it again. Yeah. And, of course, you beat me again. Whatever. That's not true. Um, it is true. Okay, it's totally it is. It's true. true. I beat you. But it took forever. Yeah. And I don't know why. <clears throat> I still don't know why it took so long. I don't know. But here's what I can tell you about the the, the deck building part of it. It yeah. starts out okay, and you're, like, getting your extra cards. You're buying things from... You've got six cards in front of you that you can buy from. Um, and then you've got your main villain that you're going to attack. Well, there's three villains. you got to go after the first one first. Yeah. You can't beat them right off the bat. You have to build your deck a little bit. Yeah, and the villains are kind of cool, though. They take, like, a, a kind of a card out of the, the Thunderstone Advance... Which is they have different levels, right? So they're supposed to go quick based on how much you've built your desk deck or expected to have built your deck up to that point, right? So the first one's supposed to be easier. Second one, <coughs> right. let me go on. Um, and they'll have like other effects, like uh, it, once you fight it, it'll have an effect possibly, or just because it is there, it'll have a mm-hmm. different effect. Like if you if you reveal a minion, then you have to do a certain act, or you have to roll a die and. If you roll a skull, then he goes into the shadow. Yeah. Which, if he gets ten cards in the shadow, you're dead. Correct. Everybody's dead. Mm-hmm. Nobody wins. Um, and so we start building up our little decks and everything. And I, I think it was just, you've got three basic colors. You've got your red, green, and blue. And those are used for different attacks. The red's for uh, combat, like a, combat and spirit, spirit, and, and cunning. cunning. And... Like, if you're fighting the werewolf, he made that. I'm just making stuff up because I don't have the game in front of me. If you've got, like, eight fight on this one card that you have to beat, you're really going to focus on building up a lot of fight in your yes. deck. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? You beat the werewolf. Yay. You go to the next villain. Well, he takes eight cunning and, like, two fight. Yeah, and, or two spirit. and, and all your effort now has built this deck to produce red. Right. And not green. And not blue. Yeah. And now you need... A whole lot of green and a little bit of blue, and you got nothing. So you have to shift gears and change the balance of your entire deck in order to get this massive number one direction. Right. And I think that's what happened. We just, we didn't have uh, bad guys that complemented each other. They were on opposite ends of the the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And then it went, I don't even remember. It was, then it went back to the other color. It was just, we we had nothing built up. No. For everybody listening, this game is like, it plays similar to Ascension, if you guys know what that is, which is a giant sort of adventure deck in the, on the you know, in between the players, and you flip over cards into the middle to just form a row. And this row is represents creatures or gear or locations you can visit, all kinds of stuff. And it just basically represents, you know, when you draw your cards every turn, your six cards... You play them down and you generate these resources of one of those three colors or, or those three colors, you know, and then you use those resources to purchase cards out of the middle. And you can purchase as much as much as you want or fight as much as you can or whatever you want. You could just keep doing it and doing it and doing it until you run out of resources. Right. Which became a huge problem for me. Right. Because after what I found is because we were having to build so much when we got to the second guy... Because we built so much in one direction on the first guy, then we had to shift gears and build so much in the other direction, and there wasn't very much culling of your deck going on, especially not because every card has victory points on it. 
Yeah. Every card after the first basic cards has one point associated with it, and if you lose by one point at the end of the game because you got rid of that one card, that one point card, you're gonna just so like you can idiot. shift the, the the direction, you're going to hate it. Yeah. So you don't feel like you can cull a lot of the cards, and you just because you're giving up victory points. So now you have to, to build it. this incredibly dense deck, and you're you're you know by halfway through the the uh, second round of the second villain, I just felt like everybody's turn was going way too long. You mean mine? Yes. <laughs> all of a sudden, because you know we're playing six cards, and all of a sudden you would play somewhere between ten and twelve cards every single turn, based off of additional effects yeah, of other cards. Yeah, because you get draw a card and yeah. then draw another card, and then you if you draw this draw a card, and then you actually get one point, yes. you know, one discount off of a location card, yep. or something like that. And then you like roll that. a die to see how many more points you get, and, and it's how like, many more cards you can get. Oh, and it's exhausting. It was a little bit. It's yeah. exhausting because there's no limit to how long, how much you can do on your turn. So it just becomes this big, confusing buy fest. It's like handing someone a a uh, you know like a, a a menu and saying everything's the best. And so yeah, what what I ended up feeling like is you know like like there'll be a guy who's like into sports or something, right? Okay. And he'll say, "I'm going to go over to my buddy's house to his to his lady." And he'll say, I'm going to go over to my house and watch football. And she'll say, oh, I hate football. Okay, so I'll just see you later then. And she'll go, well, no, I want to go. And you're like, okay, you want to watch the game? Sure, I'll watch the game. And then, like, after the first, you know, little section of the <laughs> of the game, you look over at her and go, and, and to see how she looks. And, and that's pretty much how I felt during this game. Like the football guy? No, like the lady. You're... I- <laughs> I was so a lady going to the football <laughs> game. That Basically, you don't I, like. by, uh, yes. <laughs> so you didn't like this game, is what you're saying? I'm saying that I was sitting there and watching you play the game, and I wasn't playing the game. It was just like me at the guy's football game, and I hate football. So you hated the game. I empathize with ladies everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I would never have agreed to go to a football game in the first place. You but did. You went to a Chiefs game with I went me. to, well, hey, I'll give everything a shot. I went, and the stadium was super cool. Yeah. And the game, I don't remember a single thing. I remember that they stood around a lot talking, and then all of a sudden they'd move, and then they were done. That's what playing God, this dark gothic was like for me. Oh, yeah, okay, I see that. <laughs> I see this game, and I see the setting, and I see everything I like about so another like, game, and I'm all excited about it, and then nothing happens, and I'm just If you like bored. football, you're going to like this game, maybe? <clears throat> well, here's what's weird. So <laughs> I win I win the first three games, right? And because yes. this has a cooperative mode, we decide we're going to do three games competitive and two games cooperative, just to see, just so we play it a couple times cooperative. Well, the competitive game... <clears throat> Was more you. well. It was more fun <laughs> than the cooperative version, but the cooperative one's the only one where you actually felt like the villain might actually win. Yeah, because the, in the cooperative one, you actually add this mechanic of you have to roll this omen die, which has a one through four and a like a skull on one side, a skull on two, a two skull sides. on two sides. Okay, mm-hmm. so you basically have a thirty percent chance every round to roll a skull, and every round you uh, the first player starts, he has to roll this die for every minion that's still in the center card row. And if he rolls a skull, it goes into the shadow track. And remember what Nicole said, if you get 10 cards in the shadow track, you lose. Okay? So that increased the shadow track quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And it made it a little more exciting because then all of a sudden you were playing it. Now, that still exists even in the competitive game in Touch of Evil. But in the competitive game in this, 
you're waiting for these certain cards to come up. There's this one card that says, like, the face of fear or something like that. It's the Scarecrow. He was creepy. <clears throat> yeah, and when you roll, you roll a die and you add that many cards off of the main deck to the shadow track. Well, of course, you could add up to four, but every time we'd roll it, it was zero. So we never yeah. felt pressured at all. We never even got close. Now, right. during the we played one cooperative game, and at the end of the game, I, you know, that's the game I'm telling you that you would have won, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would have won. When nothing's on the line, I will win. You won. I, well, it doesn't matter. It was a cooperative game, it, so we won. It was the worst win that I've seen on that game. She she wiped the floor with me. If well, because like, you out, were playing differently. Because you weren't playing to win. You were playing to beat the bad guy. I wanted to be on the team. Yeah, and I, that's what I wanted. I just got luckier than you. You whooped me, though. There was no <clears throat> whooping. It was cooperative. <laughs> but anyways, uh, in this case, we actually did see the shadow track go up quite a bit it's just that we were cooperative so it didn't feel that cool still yeah i don't know and the the artwork's really cool i mean i love they Mm. use like the real pictures of people and they set up you know little locations they've got the creepy little abandoned keep (laughs) the little manor and Mm. stuff they're cool looking yeah i like a lot i like all that stuff about the game still but yeah yeah well, it's this is what I'll say about it. I've got some notes here that I, I said about it. And it's, uh, one, I don't feel like it's even close to a substitution that the game is based on. So if, you, no. if you're buying this and you think, oh, it's going to be just like Touch of Evil, no. no not it's going to have a lot of, like, relative elements, but the game doesn't play anything like it. It doesn't feel like it at all. Just throw that kind of adventure sense out the window. You're collecting colors. Yeah. It's, it's almost like saying Lords of Waterdeep is a thematic game. Well, it isn't for Anyway. <laughs> All right. So anyways, <clears throat> the next thing I found is compared to other deck builders like Thunderstone or Dominion or Ascension, it has more it has more theme than like I'd say Dominion or Ascension. Probably about the same as Thunderstone. I don't know. I didn't feel the theme coming through at all. Yeah, honestly. maybe less. I never did. Um, Even when I'm fighting a vampire bat, I didn't feel like I was fighting a vampire bat. Just, it does have a little bit different RPG feeling than Thunderstone does, because in Thunderstone, you're collecting a group of heroes and going in the dungeon. That's what you're doing every time. I'm just going to say, I love Thunderstone. Of course. I love it. Yeah, that's my favorite it's one. It's so good. That's that's my favorite one. But anyways. I'd play it right now. <laughs> we can't. We're recording. Okay. But uh, you do play an individual character in this with an individual power, but that power doesn't really change over the course of the game. It's supposed to simulate changing by putting different cards in your hand and getting rid of other cards. Eh, nah. you know. Doesn't, uh... The, the game turns into a point grab, I think. Yeah. Because even on turns where I started, like, very... Like, by the third game, I was very obviously buying cards that gave me the most victory points on the off chance that you might get the right hand of cards and take out the villain. And I needed to offset, say, nine points for that villain or, you know, eight points for this villain, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, The turns got way too long. Mm -hmm. I think that there is a lack of horror deck... You know, horror-themed deck-building games, so if you're dying for that, maybe you would want to buy this. But uh, I really do think the game overstays its welcome. Mm-hmm. I, think I agree. It, I think it says it says sixty minutes on the box, and we were only playing two players. And I can't imagine what the real time is if you play four. Yeah. And the saddest thing about this is they've announced a bunch of expansions for it. Yeah, but the expansion that they announced when you were telling me about that, yeah, the you werewolf said it was like, thing, like fifteen cards. Yeah, it changes That's... out the sh- the shocking secret deck. 
big deal. That's like hardly anything. <clears throat> well, that's one of the expansions. They have another one that's a completely standalone game, and I think they may have gone cooperative only. Remember when we said the cooperative or the competitive would be more fun if they added in the cooperative die roll the whole time? Yeah. And gave you the chance to both lose, and then you just add up your points at the end or whatever? Yeah. <clears throat> I think they may be kind of going that direction. Or focusing on that. I don't know. I hope that it's got a little more variety than this one, too. Because I really yeah. felt like, like even, you know, we played that Among the Stars. Mm -hmm. And you would see the same things come out, but yet yeah. it still felt a little more, um, like, a little more surprise when you'd get different things. It was like, oh, cool, look at that. Oh, that's neat. Oh, this is going to work really well together. Yeah. On this, it was like, oh... That guy really sucks. Oh, that guy really sucks. God, that, all these... I've got three Timberwolves on the table. Can we get rid of some of the Timberwolves now, please? You know, I just... Eh, I was never excited to see anything except for maybe an ally and then only some of those. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, it would, it would have to be something amazing. They, someone would have to just absolutely... Because I, I won't touch it with a 10-foot pole right now. Uh, yeah. I, Someone would have again, to say it's it's the most amazing game. You've got to try it for yeah. me to even think about it. Yeah. I feel like we got to quit bashing him, though, because I, I really like Flying Frog. I yeah. love, like, every game I've ever played of theirs, I've enjoyed Yes, until this one. So I guess yep. everybody's got to have a stinker. So yeah. This is theirs. And they're going to support it if you guys are you into know, it. Maybe they're improving it, though. <coughs> I will give them that. Some people are really into this game. I went on there, and then some people were like, oh, I'm so excited about the expansion. I'm like, good for you. Yeah, well, I mean, it, maybe <laughs> it'll improve it. Maybe just it need that tweak. Just like with, you know, we talked about on our American Classics last week yeah. or last time. <laughs> Uh, we played that go for broke the first year, and it was miserable. And then we adjusted and tweaked the rules to oh, suit ourselves. So much better. And it was so much better. It was yeah. actually an enjoyable, you know, sesh, game session. Yeah. Maybe they'll be able to do that with this because it, it's got the potential. Like I said, I like so many things about it. Yeah. It just, uh, <clears throat> man, it just slogged on. You're just kind of like, meh. I like think maybe if they, if they gave you some sort of limiting buy rule or something like that, Something like Dominion yeah. has, where they say, and Thunderstone both have a limit to how many things you can purchase in town every turn. You can't just go crazy, you know, speed yeah. up those turns, get them done, get to the next hand and be we done could, with it. We could house rule it and try that and see if it helps, but not, not for today. right now. I'm a bit not burned today. on it. <laughs> That's enough talking about that. That's Dark uh, Gothic. Now, we do have a brand new five for five list and we're just going to go ahead and announce it. Should we? Yeah. Okay. We're doing it. All right. So what's up first, Nicole? First one. And <laughs> I can't even believe that you agreed to it. How did we get this it. one? Okay, so I took, I went and, I went, <coughs> oh, sorry. sorry. I went up and looked at the sorry game. sorry for me if I'm the one who's sorry. <laughs> Shut up. I went up and looked at the game collection and picked five games that I would like to play or think that we should play five times. You did the same, and then we compared our lists. Well, that's what we did last time, and last time it was great. We had one game that was a crossover that we both agreed, that we both, it was on both our lists, so yeah. that automatically made it in, and we just had to decide on, that's I right. picked two of yours, you picked two of mine, ta-da. Mm -hmm. Well, with this time we didn't have that luck. So we rated each other's lists, one through five, took the first two, and then kind of discussed the last one to see what would be the least amount of crossover of, well, we don't yeah. want to have two abstract games. We don't want to have two this kind of game if we mm -hmm. can avoid it. And this is what we came up with. So the first one, seriously, I, I'm... No, how did we get it? How did we get that first game? The, oh, the first game? Yeah. I thought you meant the list. I don't know. Nah, I, whatever. Well, I just went into this whole explanation and all you meant That's is the okay. game. That's okay. Everybody should know that. How did we get that game? I have no idea. I don't either. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I bought it. I think so. Was it a Barnes & Noble clearance game? I think it may have been. Okay. 
It was. I know it was. I cheap. think it was. It was. It, it was, was cheap. Yeah. And it is Flux, the board game. Because <laughs> we've already talked about how much Fred does not <laughs> like Flux. Now but, I'm hoping that there's some sort of strategic element to this, oh, other sure. than just complete chaos ended up with me winning or losing. I'm sure there won't be, but I don't care. I like Flux, so I'm excited to play the oh board game. Oh, my God. I'm worried, but hopefully it goes fast. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Okay, next would be Indigo. Uh, Indigo is a neat game. Now, everybody's played Suro or seen Suro uh, or Suro of the Seas. and this That's, is like, It starts with a T, T-S. Yeah, like, yeah. like Dao. <laughs> well, it's, little, it's, it's the red box, the little dragon, or the blue box, uh-huh. with the little dragon on a boat. Yes. You've seen it at Barnes & Noble. You've seen it at your local game store. Right, and this is a tile-laying game that you use tiles, you put them down, and it moves little glass beads around the table, and you're trying to get them from this start space to this end space. Right. And the other players are trying to block you. So you're, And these little tiles have little squiggles that, that make the paths go in different directions and stuff. And I think it'd be cool. It's neat. Yeah. It's abstract. Yep. So then we have A Few Acres of Snow. Which is a battle game, and it's like it's a Martin Wallace game. I think it's the only Martin Wallace game I have in the collection. He's the guy that did that other... That, the uh, Morpor. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, so we've got we've got that game, and it's kind of a deck builder and stuff. And, and I know that somebody said online that there's like some sort of secret strategy that wins every time. I promise you. Oh, I won't front, figure it out. That I have not looked for that, and I'm not going to ruin the game with that because they Thank had to you. amend the rules to fix it. Really? Yes, because do it we was, have the amended rule version? No. Oh. So if you fought, if you just stumble upon it on your own, and I and I end the game going, there's no way. Okay, then we might be playing the amended rules next okay. time. Okay. <laughs> okay. If I stumble upon it, I will never say so. Well, because I won't know. I'll be like, oh. That's right. I'll be like, geez, I don't know what I did. I'll beat her next time. I won't do that. This, it'll <clears> be like that uh that that hockey game. Oh. The Sega hockey Power game. Power Play '97. Oh, it was awesome. <clears throat> Isn't that what it was? You had to like turn off the. I don't remember what you did, but I kept like just cheating basically <laughs> I, I turned off some sort of crease thing that you could just walk the puck in and yeah. you figured out the proper angle to do, angle to do it and, and my goalie would just like let you time. in like here go ahead hey i'm not hey. even gonna watch this for you my foot doesn't bend back that far that's right <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay and then where you are what is that battle at kimball's cascade okay this is a uh it, it simulates a retro game shooter like uh galaga or galaxian which that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. And then we're going to try and uh, <laughs> try another <laughs> horror deck builder. We're going to go for Resident Evil, the deck building game. Yep. Now, this is like a funny thing, too. Resident Evil deck building game is a Bandai game. And it came out, and the game was out like maybe six months, and all of a sudden there was another game of it out. And you were like, well, what's that game? And they're like, that's, the whole, that's a whole new game. Why did I buy the first one if they were going to replace it in six months? Oh, it doesn't replace it. It's just more of the same. Just a different version of the game with new characters, new weapons, all this other stuff. So they all go together? Uh-huh. Do and then have- they then they turned around and said, okay, here's another expansion this time for it. And now here's another full game. Mm-hmm. And I think I have like four games of this. Because all in the one box? Yes, because they just kept <laughs> discounting them. And I just, you know, I kept finding out I could put them in the box. And I think at the at the first Gen Con we went to, I bought like two of them for twenty dollars. Hmm. They're yep. like ten dollars a piece, normally forty. Okay. So. So we're gonna be playing that. Yep. <clears throat> There's a lot this in there. This is weird. So. What? 
You said one of them's like a video game. Yeah. One of them I'm going to be able to cheat cheat like a video game. I won't let you. And the other one is based off a video game. Correct. So this is our video game five for five, except for Indigo and Flux. Flux is like you a know, really terrible video game. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we should have, instead of Indigo, we should have played that uh, Rumus or one of Blockus. Oh, Blocus or whatever it whatever. is? Whatever, because that's like Tetris. No. And that is a video game. I'll wipe the floor with you. We'll I know. put it on another one. Okay. <laughs> so that's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm That's telling our you. new uh, five for five. I'm super looking forward to Flux. <clears throat> you know what we didn't do? We didn't rate our other five, though. Like least favorite to most favorite. Oh, do we need to? Well, we did last time. Okay, I thought we should. Quick. Okay. Okay, well, let's just <clears throat> recap. We had Dark Gothic. Okay. Gothic, not Omen. Uh, Agricola, All Creatures Great and Small. Yeah. Russian Railroads. It's big and small. All Creatures Big and Small. Big and, big and small, sorry. Yeah. Um, Russian Railroads. Yes. Star Wars X Wing. Uh huh. And Risk Battlefield. Ooh. So what was your least favorite? Oh, man. I think Risk Battlefield by far. That was an awful game. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, Next. Second worst, I'd probably say, was X-Wing. Really? I'd play it before Dark, Dark Gothic at this would point. Would you really? Because yeah. I would play. I'd play Dark Gothic just barely over X Wing because X Wing was just. It felt like an exercise in futility. I didn't do well at ramming it. into kept, each other. And I kept just knocking things ruining over, ruining turns and it's bumping an, stuff. Yeah. And okay. Terrible um, dice rolls. All right. So, what did you like the best <clears throat> between Russian Railroads and Agricola? Russian Railroads yeah, was my too. favorite game in that series. Me too. By we a agree. long, by a long shot. Because I liked it considerably more than All Creatures Big and Small. All Creatures was okay, Mm -hmm. but Russian Railroads is a solid game. It's fun. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Of all five of those, I would pick up Russian Railroads first. Yeah. I don't think there was a lot of surprise on that, though. Yeah. You know, so. Anyway, okay. And we'll do it again here in another two, three months when we get through this list. Yay. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, that brings us to what we played this week, but let's find out what about that first. All these games have been All right. Well, you know, we play a lot of games, and obviously we use Board Game Geek as our primary reference. And anyone who has experience on that site has more likely clicked on a board game highlighted number in the upper right-hand corner that tells uh, how, what the game is ranked on the list in, in, on the site of all the entries. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> it tells you what the popularity of it is just based on what people have rated it. Now... I don't know if you know this or not, but the game we played this week, Terra Mystica, is ranked second of over set or nearly seventy five thousand entries on this. Seventy five thousand? <laughs> yes. You know, I went to a single page and I started counting, like going, "I'll just figure out how many there are per page and then multiply that because I can't because after a certain point it just says NA for some reason, like not, there's not enough ratings or something like that, you know. Oh. And so I tried to get back to the ones that were rated, and it it just I just kept going, going, going. I'm like, forget it. I'm just going to count how many entries are on a page. It's 100. Wow. It's 100. <clears throat> and you start the page, you're like, okay, what is this, like 30? 67, 68. Forget it. It's 100. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happened. And it's like 75,000 entries. And I thought it might be interesting to know what your and my, our, our top five games in the top 50 on Board Game Geek. And once again... I wanted to find out what our, your and my's top five games of the top 50 ranked games on Board Game Geek. Now, Wait, full dis- so 
of the top 50 <clears throat> games yes. on Board Game Geek, you wanted to know our top five rankings. Yes, I have to say it a couple <laughs> times because someone might be like, this is their top five games of all time? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> now, I have to, full disclosure, I have to say that I've only played 24 of the top 50 games. How, have you, how many have you played, Nicole? I don't, I don't, you did, didn't I know. that was going to be a question. Because that's in your face. <clears throat> I don't All right, know. so let's just start off. But I did uh, start off by going, never played it, and took it off the list. So, <laughs> and then went from there. Great. So what's your number five? Okay, well, let me just explain first. The way that I did my list mm-hmm. was, it's really difficult to pick, because there are really fantastic games in their top 50. Yes. So I did it as, if you were to ask me to play this right now. Okay. Would I want to play it? Oh. And how badly. Mm. So, my number five was Sulkin the Mayan Calendar. Really? I really <clears> thought <throat> that game was a lot of fun. I liked it a I'm gonna lot. Have to try I want to play it again. I thought it was okay. Dang, I should have put that on the five for five list. What? Zulkin's okay? No, 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 no. <laughs> Shut up. I would have picked it number five. It's really good. It would have been right down there it's... with Devastation of Indines. <laughs> it wouldn't have got picked. Okay. Well, anyhow, what what was your five? Number five. Number five for me. Uh, and now, I, I mean, I love this game. I think it's my favorite Feld game. Castles of Burgundy. Oh, that's a good one. I don't know what it is about Burgundy, but it's just got a balance that his other ones just, especially some of them like, like Bruges, for instance, feels like if I don't get lucky enough on the card draws or whatever, I lose the game. Mm-hmm. This one didn't quite feel like that. I don't know. It just it it felt really balanced. Yeah, it did feel really balanced. I like it too. Yeah, and it and it, and it kind of wrapped itself up quick and mm-hmm. tidy. You know, mm-hmm. didn't didn't overstay its welcome. Felt very strategic, very deep. Mm-hmm. Get in, get out, and you're done. Did you win that one when we played? Of course, I whipped you. <laughs> That's not why I like it though. It was good. Okay. <clears throat> What's my, your number four? My number four is probably going to surprise you a little bit. Okay, I'm I'm bracing myself right now. Holding on to the table. Go. Android Netrunner. What? I know, right? <laughs> that one is good. It's really good. Yeah. And it's different than than a lot of the stuff on the list there. Yeah. So um, I like a little variety. and, and I, I like that that's asymmetric, that you really do feel uh-huh. like you're playing two different roles in that game. Uh-huh. You know, if I'm but attacking about you. about balance, though. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. For not having to start with the exact same... You know, cards, it really feels bad. You've balanced. got massively different cards. Uh-huh. And yet, I totally feel like it's anyone's game. Yeah. Until you beat me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 so much fun that I'm sitting here going, is she going to buy that this thing with no defenses on it is zero points, mm-hmm. even though it's worth more than everything else? Or is she going to, or, or is this going to be enough defenses? Or, you know, it, is she bluffing me? I mean, there's just this great bluff back and forth and that game does it it somehow magically balances Mm -hmm. with these crazy cards i mean they must have play tested it like crazy it's one of those that i would take on vacation with this the answer is no if we get to go when we go (laughs) my number four is lords of waterdeep whoa lords of waterdeep i said uh earlier not exactly the most thematic game but such a nice clean Worker placement game. You're going into town and you're you're visiting the shops and maybe you're gonna go to the the little uh what's that thing called the port? No smugglers 
Place Cove or <laughs> <laughs> no, what's it called? Blackwater Harbor or something uh, Harbor. I don't. Oh God. The Wharf. We haven't played it in a long time. <laughs> I love that game though. I know. I wish I would have recorded the last one we played was with uh, Nate and his wife Amy. Well, that and was they, over uh, at their house. Though. I know it was so much fun though because I had bought so much property because of course my secret identity was the guy who buys property gets bonus points for everything he owns. Right. And Amy was determined. And on her first game of this, not to go to any of my shops. And I kept, like, telling her I was open for business the whole time. And she was like, <laughs> no, never. <laughs> it was hilarious. But anyways, that's my number four. So what's your number three, Nicole? My number three is Robinson Crusoe. Really? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, this game, we have the expansion for it now. Which and we I'm still haven't played. dying to play it, too. It looks so cool. The components, I mean, you, you open up an ex- expansion and you're like, is it going to be more of the same? No, everything's so cool. They got these neat little spiral books, and it's the journals of Charles Darwin. And it's what if we do like a revisit? Because like, <sighs> okay, we played so Robinson cool. on our first <clears throat> debut episode. That's right, and we sounded like morons. No, we didn't. You <laughs> we, did. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that maybe we should do a revisit. I Let don't us know. know if you want to hear us play the the. The Voyage of the Beagle. I kept wanting to say, like, something Snoopy. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But let us know, and uh, maybe we'll do that. I think it'd be fun. Oh, Voyage of the Beagle? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd I'd love to play it again. That'd be fun. Um, My number three is one that I don't think you're going to pick, and it's the newly retitled Mage Wars Arena. No, I would not pick that one. I know. I love that game. I know you do. It's so cool. I mean, it's it. You know, you know how like some people talk about card games that feel like miniature games. Uh-huh. This game is that for me. Mm. I, I love summoning guys. I love starting off, and you're sort of this glass cannon, and you're like, ah, I got to get some stuff out to make myself cool. It really. It, I'm not kidding you. It really feels like you're playing Magic: The Gathering, the miniature game, even though there's no miniatures. Maybe I'd like it better if there were miniatures. <clears throat> Maybe. But I mean, it's it's Maybe I should so. Just paint the cards. It's so cool <laughs> that you're running around. You're, you're trying to you know to create this wall of defense and offense around you and try to, uh, unless you're the force master, of course. Then you just run in with your telekinetic blade and slice Nicole up, mm-hmm. which is what happens when we play. But the uh, no, I mean, I just I love that feeling, and I love how how unique each of the wizards are, and, and they're the spellcasters, you know, and they they create unique uh, creatures and they all have their own powers and abilities and secret weapons and stuff. And it just, I don't know, it all, it all goes together really well. And I like, I actually, this is one of these rare cases where I really like the deck building in it. Hmm. You know, I really like going through my spell book and trying to balance it out. Cause you, you know, you can cast anything at any time, but mm-hmm. you won't only have limited of everything in your, in your spell book. Hmm. I know you hate it. I don't hate it. <clears throat> Another thing good about this is, is you get those moments Oh, those moments where you're like, I'm going to chuck 25 dice at once. Here we go. This is what 25 looks like. And you go, and it's like a waterfall of dice. And you're like, that's a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. That's a, that's a miss. That's a miss. That's a hit. That's a hit. And <laughs> you don't like that? Meh. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> What's your number two? Number two is <coughs> my number two was your number something else, Lords of Waterdeep. Oh. I love Lords of Waterdeep. I really do. I think it's an awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome game. I like it so much that you got me the custom meeples. Yep. Instead of the little silly cubes. I know. Which adds to the theme, thank you. <laughs> I tried. 
I actually call them wizards and priests and thieves and stuff now know, instead of like the little purple ones. I know, but I, I found that, that Nate and Amy were still calling them purple guys and, and orange guys. Well, they're not. They don't play as much as we do. Okay. So once they know. Oh, that yeah. This is a little well, they wizard, own it now, but they, all they have is cubes. Yeah, well, that's not going to help them then. Well, hopefully they call it something else. My uh, <laughs> number cubes. two is was your number three, I believe, Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> I think this game's cool. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. You just get past that janky rule book and you're off, and <laughs> off to the I races. I know it. <laughs> and we played it again with uh, Matt and Brianna recently. Yeah. And did we we lost that, though, didn't we? I don't remember. <clears throat> Maybe. Did we lose? I think so. Was I playing? Probably lost. I think so. I think we lost, but it was funny because I just soloed it like a couple days before and whooped it. <laughs> but okay, so what's your number one? My number one. Your favorite game of the top 50 ranked games of Board Game Geek. Again, I think it's going to shock <clears throat> you. What do you uh, think What do you think it is? Hold on, let me think. Hmm. Pandemic. No. Dang it. <laughs> what is it? Although that's a good one. Elder Horror. What? I really like it. Well, let and me just jump as... right to the point because my number one is Elder Horror. Is it really? Yes. High five. That was weak. <laughs> Other hand. That was much that better. Was good. <laughs> <laughs> a little sting. A little bit. Ow. <laughs> Elder Chore. It's really great. Yeah. And it's amazing to me how much I like Eldritch because I freaking hated Arkham. Whoa. The first time we played Arkham, <laughs> oh my God, I quit. I was like, I'm dead. Kill me. Somebody, oh, a bird got me. Ooh, That's right. Call. We had to come back the next day and, and, and finish. finish. I hated it. Or was that or was that one of the nights where Matt and I stayed up till two I in the morning? I think you stayed up. I don't know. Game. I had to go to bed. And I had to work. And then when we woke you up in the morning, we had to let you know that you beat the game for us. Oh, were you playing my characters? That yes, was going we kept on? playing it after oh, you went so to sleep. so stupid. I hated it. Everything we did, we screwed up. We forgot about the flying creatures because because they're not represented anywhere except the stupid card. I don't think we were ready for that level of game at that time. Probably not. And I bet if we play it, you know <laughs> what? We need to play it. Oh, my God. Now I feel like a jerk. we got to play it again. I know. In your face. We still own it. I know we do. Because we're not going to get rid of it. Because it's like, it needs to <laughs> we'll be good. We'll just never buy an expansion for that game. <laughs> Probably not. You know, and we did play it again, actually. because we, we played, played it with it Jonathan. With, yeah, with an expansion. And Erica. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was not as bad as the first time. That's for sure. It was a little better having someone who's like, it was their favorite game for quite a long time, and he knew the rules really well. Yeah. So anytime still... we were like, so do I do this? He's like, yes. Or no, no, that guy goes over here, and he moves down this way, and this guy moves up here, and you're like, why? And he's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was quite that bad, but, but it was it was, Eldritch is it was just, nice. It's balanced. It's <clears throat> epic. It's... Awesome! You explore. It's you, you know, fight it's, things. You, I mean, it's awesome. It's it's a horror game, but I gotta say, it feels more like an Indiana Jones adventure with monsters. Kind of, yeah. It's it's like a like the Monster Squad. No, I guess. No, I've never seen that movie. Actually, <laughs> is that what that is? I just remember the poster. <laughs> but Elder Tor is my favorite too. Huh? And you know, we have a an expansion for that we haven't played yet. We we do. Yeah, Mountains of Madness or we something like it? that. No. Oh, it has God. an extra game board and everything that goes on it. I'm kind of glad we're, re- <clears throat> we're recording earlier in the afternoon because yeah. every time we record late, I like, I'm like i like pumped to play a game and well, it's time to go to bed. Another thing about this about Eldritch Horror that I find is that this is one of the few games now. We are, our Geek Chic table is like, I mean, the inside of it's like four foot by seven foot. It's stupid big. And 
this game nearly fills the inside of that. Yeah. I mean, it really fills it well, up. Well, and I think that's part of why we, we didn't play Arkham again, too, uh, that we didn't want to play with the expansion, because we tried playing it on the kitchen table yeah. before we got the Geek Chic, mm-hmm. and it was like, there was still just crap everywhere, nowhere yeah. to move, there was, it was not a big enough table. You have to have a, have a seriously huge surface. Yeah, you will have game. no play space on yeah. a small table mm-hmm. or like a, a normal dining room table. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to have an oversized, oh, an oversized table. table, yeah, or you just <clears> don't have the room. Well, that is uh, that's our what about that for this week? Uh, that's our top five or top fifty. That's the first time we've done a list like that. We gonna do more? I don't know. We <clears> might. <throat> I mean, I don't want to do them all the time because then I feel like we're you know stepping on other people's toes, and I would never want to do that. Oh yeah. But I but think would if you we step on good... their tail? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. If we have a good topic, I think it'll be fun. All right. I, again, tell us what you think. That's Let right. Let us know. Well, that brings us to our playthrough review of the week. The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components, success and failure and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. No one was murdered in the playing of this game. All right, here goes. This game is Terra Mystica. Here's the rules for it. This is a rule and mechanically dense one, so let's start with the board. This is, this plays on a map that's got all sorts of different terrain on it, like mountains, rivers, grassland, desert, swamp, and it's all mixed together and, and sort of randomized, but it's separated. Each type is separated with a hexagonal space. Now, beside this board is a randomized set of six turn bonuses, which will be randomized, you know, plays face up to let all players know what turns will give what bonuses at the end of each turn and during each turn. Now, the players then select a faction of beings like witches, fakirs, and dwarves. Now, each of these factions come with their own resources and expense tracking card. These cards are all different from each other and give players individual costs, rewards, and abilities. And the boards are really neat because they start filled with all of your different buildings that you're going to place on the map. And whenever that space becomes uncovered by placing a building on the map, you start getting the reward that it uncovers. Now... After selecting a faction and gathering the colored pieces that you're going to play, the players take turns deciding where to place their starting pieces. Uh, At the top of each round, each player then gets two different resources, worker, workers, and money, okay? The entire round for each player will be spent managing these two resources, purchasing expansions, taking actions from the board, and these actions and purchases lead to victory points and more resources. The examples of uh, action could be spending money to receive more workers or using two workers and a coin to build a house that creates another worker next turn. Now, what gives this game its namesake is that the players have have the need and the ability to transform land around them into the type that their faction can expand to and populate. This is done by collecting spades and consulting a terraforming wheel. You see, it could be harder or easier to transfer or transform some land from one another <clears throat> based on what type of creature you are. Like a sea into a desert or something like that would be tougher, right? <clears throat> sure. Right. 
Another resource the players have at their disposal is magic. <laughs> this is a pool that will gradually refill during your game and offer even more powerful abilities, ones that can bypass the cost of workers and muck money, muckety, money to do the <laughs> actions, right? Now, each time a player expands their empire to a space adjacent to another player, that other player benefits from new trade and acquires magic back to their magic pool at the cost of victory points from their own total. This creates a tough decision for players as they need to weigh which is more important, points or the power magic affords. The last element of the game is what's called the cult track. The factions of this world appeal to four different cult tracks, all based around elements. Each having a certain level, having a certain level of favor or more than your opponents will reward you with victory points and other effects. The game plays exactly six turns, with the players gathering money and workers, transforming land, building upon it until they decide if they cannot take any more actions. The players then score every single turn based off of the turn bonuses. At the end of the last round, you receive bonuses for the cult track that, that uh, as the for having the top two positions, one of the top two, and the cult track and the player with the most points is the winner. You also score points for who has the most continuous land segments all together. And that's all there is to Terra Mystica. Can you believe that? <clears throat> Get all that? No. Yeah, sure. Now, this is a thick book. It is a Of thick small book. print. I <laughs> would not have wanted to read it myself. I was, like, kind of daunted by it. Because yeah. I was thinking, because we, we had a friend named Daniel, and he decided we to come over. have a friend. We, <laughs> we still have him. Poor Daniel. No, no, no he's, it's he's fine. still around. <laughs> but Daniel's still around. And uh, Daniel knew how to play this game. Thank and goodness. And he actually, in fact, you know, said to us, you might want me to teach you how to play this because it's rough. He was correct. He was right because I, I think we would have really messed this up. And having him, you know, us? nearby. We've never messed up a game. Uh, true. But the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he came over and he, he decided to show us how to play this game. And. Uh, <clears throat> It was really nice that he was able to do this for yes. us because uh, before the game, but I, I'll tell you this, before we really get into the game, we kind of talked about something else. I had a friend who got mad at me. Well, not mad, yeah. but I was like narrating my turn. Like, I'm doing this because of this. I get this because of this. He's like, oh, he's just telling us how good you're doing. It's like, no, I'm explaining the game while I'm playing. Like, don't give me grief. That's what you're supposed <laughs> to do. Yeah. They were mad because you were, they thought you were bragging. Why are yeah. you putting that on the table? Shush it. Get the water off the table. Shush it again. I do, get ma- I do get mad at this one guy because he doesn't narrate his turn at all. He's just totally just like... Okay, your turn. It's like, what did you do? What did you do? Yeah. That's, that's how... I always used to get mad at the Yu-Gi-Oh guys and stuff because when I, when I tried to play with them, they were always just like, slap, 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 20, da- 20 damage, your turn. It's true. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they probably still play like that. I don't know. I don't <clears throat> like to play like that. Like, and going back to Dark Gothic, that's what you started doing. I that's how so I could tell you were it. frustrated with it. Because <clears throat> I didn't even know what you were doing anymore. You just didn't even explain your turns. You didn't tell me, okay, I'm going to play this, which does this, and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> it was just done. You're done. Once a game overstays its welcome, you feel like just putting your turns together and just being done with them. Because so you're mean, like, ugh. Those people just never liked the game in the first place. Maybe they then? hated my turns and how long they took. I don't know. Well, that could be. It's, I'm sure I'm the problem. Yeah, I usually. <laughs> but really, uh, I do believe that, you know, I, I do feel bad about how I was playing on Dark Gothic. But honestly, I was so done. That's why we didn't play a yeah. fifth time. But I just, I, I'm in total agreement. Absolutely. Yeah. I want my turns narrated. I want yeah. to know what you're doing. I want to make sure that you're not screwing it up. Yeah, ultimately, you want to make sure that you're playing a person and not a computer. And that means that you have to kind of 
interact with that person while you're playing. Exactly. You know, make it fun. Now, <clears throat> we still can't really start the game because we just kept talking about other things, didn't we? Sometimes we do that. There you go. This is, this is funny. The most excited I ever got for a game, and it's not even a board game, it was a video game. The most excited I ever got was when Mortal Kombat 2 came out for the Super Nintendo, and it came out three days early. And I had just got my, my report card from the class I was taking that I thought for sure I was going to fail. And it ended up with like a C instead of an F. And I was like, and the guy, like, right as I look at it, I'm like, oh, my God, I got a C. I can't believe it. And then all of a sudden, like, the phone rings, and I'm like, hello? Hey, this is Electronic Fatigue. Mortal Kombat 2 just came in today. You want to come get it? And I was like, yeah, I do. I got off the phone. I was, like, jumping up and down, like, this is the best thing. This is the best thing. And I was like, okay, my feet hurt. My feet hurt. That's, what I'm sorry. That's the first thing I remember is that my feet were killing me. I could be like got my heart beat my feet because I jumped like stomping, jumping up and down. I was that excited about it. How old were you? Seventeen. Probably, probably. Twenty-seven. No, like nineteen, I think. We, well, I had already set up with all my buddies that we were going to have Mortal Kombat two tournaments and stuff, and smack talk each other. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, I was super excited. The class, by the way, was geology, and it was a college-level geology. And the, the instructor had really harsh grading. I mean, you did all this geological stuff, but there were only three times that you got a, a grade for anything in the class. There was a midterm that was 30% of your grade. There was a final that was 30% of your grade. And then there was a field trip that you had to go out of town and spend the night at a hotel and, and go to all these geological sites. That was the third of your grade, too. Really? Yes, it was Did so Did you have to rough. pay for the hotel, or was that part of the <clears throat> tuition? I, I think you had to actually pay for it. And, really? and it was just an additional cost. And he told you up front, you might want to drop this class. You're going to have to pay this much. I've worked out a deal with this hotel. It's this much. So did you, like, dig for stuff, or you just had to, like, point it and go, Well, we went and a, saw, like, a really big, like, basically like a big backhoe. Like, do you know that they have these like these things <laughs> digging machines like that that are like they're steam powered and stuff and they're they're enormous. They're like big enough they could lift a like a trash truck in the shovel. Uh-huh. I mean, there's we got to go see something like that and then go see some other like really, you know, unique geological areas. It was mostly southern Missouri. Weird. Yeah. <clears throat> that I you know I what? This, know what is, this, is, this is completely off subject again, but it was so funny because I was riding around with a guy. I didn't drive. I rode with a guy, and the guy was a competition duck collar. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and every time we pulled over to get like to stop at a rest stop or anything like that, he would have a different call that he would pull out from underneath his seat, and he'd lean out the window and be like, and people would be looking up in the sky, and we'd all be like laughing inside of his truck. That's hilarious. Awesome. He's also the one who taught me how to how to see a turkey country. What? Turkey country. Like, he, he just knew, he would point at a field, and it was a certain kind of hedge-lined field, and he would just, like, look out in the field and be like, that looks like turkey country. Turkey's right there. And he would point, and they'd be right there. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not kidding you. This is a skill I've, adapt, I've like, developed over the years, and you've seen it firsthand, haven't you? I have seen you do that, yes. I can nail turkey country, can't uh-huh, I? Uh-huh. And they are out there, aren't they? They are. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't see, oh, look at that. <laughs> so make that. Your, make the noise. What? What's so funny is like that's what I got for my geology field trip. Turkey calling. I, I can find turkey country. <laughs> <laughs> Did he give part of that as your grade? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. But enough of the pre-talk. Uh, let's like actually get to the game. Uh, I have taken a turn, and Nicole is now taking her first turn. 
No, I gotta go with one of these little houses for now. I'm gonna do the worker and the money and put this. Where do I put it? Well, you have to make it. You have to make oh, it. Have to make area. it first. You have to Crap. make it. You well, you make it as part it. of that turn, as part of your action. Crap, I forget about that. So what do you? Luckily, the rest of us do. So mountains. <laughs> for some reason, mountains become forest easily. So you've got mountains right there, and then that would also trees cut off red. Grow on the sides. So if you build there, so it costs you three workers to terraform it. Right. Then another worker and two dollars to put a dwelling on it, and it would cut. So you would be between expensive. Fred and his other desert. I think I have to. I think I'll do that. I wouldn't get in the middle of me. He'll also get a free power. I like that though. Okay. Which is just part of this game. This was a lot of people don't really get. This game's like, overwhelming. That's why in this first <laughs> in the setup game that we're playing, they make you start next to each other. Right. You have to deal with. Yeah. That. Why do they do that? So you see what it's like. So if you end up, yeah. like, this is why people I've played with, they've tried <coughs> to play a two-player. Like, they went, you know, we were playing some other game, and they left for a little bit. Uh-huh. And they came back, and they're like, okay, we're done. And they're like, that was a super fast game of Terra Mystica. And they're like, yeah, we quit. It was just boring with two people. <laughs> yeah, well, I bet you have to, like, kind of just cut off half the map or something. If you do your own thing, then you're not getting this extra power, which right. is making it hard to do extra things. Right. Okay, well... Enough said. Doing it. I'm making bacon. No, but I need a I need a forest. Need a forest on the yes. Perfect. And oh. then spending oh, a. You gotta go through worker. this lake. And there's that. So then I get two points. Hold so you on, two but points. then I power up. You get a power. That's right. Well, there you go. Now, we were doing a setup game. Now, in my, in, my, in my explanation, I did say that you could set up your guys anywhere you want, and it's true. But in the setup game, they actually purposely put you right next to each other so that when you start expanding, because you have to expand next to your same spaces except for you, who were the witches, who could expand away from, like, your setup villages and, and mm-hmm. populate. I could fly on my broomstick. Correct. And uh, <laughs> so she got to. <laughs> pretty good, right? <laughs> it was almost as good as a turkey. Hey. The, uh, <laughs> that was a good turkey call. The, uh, <laughs> so we were playing the setup game in order to have more player interaction, which I, I really was thankful for, really. Yeah. Because I think that doing your own thing, well, go play a video game, you know? <laughs> well, those are fun, too. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you're here with a bunch of friends. Play play the game with each other. Don't just play your own game in the corner and go, look, I do better than you. Well, okay. It's like, wow, great. You drink Mountain Dew better than I do, too. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know. So mean. <clears throat> All right. Uh, also, uh, the terraforming costs we talked about a little bit. Uh, like, I was a desert guy. What was yours? Were you a forest or something? Yeah. Okay, and what was Daniel? Swamps. He was like an was he an alchemist or something like that? So, yeah. And he and he, he, he wanted was in the swamps. swamp. Yeah. Which didn't look like a swamp. I thought it was like a lake or something. It did kind of look lakey. Yeah. But uh, something else we we talked about is the power, and I didn't really explain this in the in the instructions. But the uh, y- your power it does refill, but it refills in these three chambers. There's like a, a zero chamber, like kind of thing that leads to another chamber that leads to the chamber you can use, and each one has to completely empty before it starts feeding the next one. So your bottom level chamber has to be completely empty by moving little points up by gaining them from the board into the second chamber, which will fill up with all your little pieces. And once the bottom chamber is empty and the second chamber is full, you then start p- bleeding that power over into the third chamber. Which is so, the one you can actually use. Which you can use it. So as long as you don't use it, 
power keeps building up and building up and building up and becoming, you know, even more stockpiled energy to use. But, you know, sometimes so you kind of have to weigh when you decide to use these magic abilities, because once you use them, there's points in your bottom chamber again, because those those go from the usable chamber right back down to your bottom. Those have to then go back into your second level chamber and then refill your third chamber in order for it to come out, which I know is confusing. It's kind of, well, if you just think of it as, you know, power that exists. Yeah. But then you have to charge it up, and then yeah. once it's fully charged, you're able to use it. Correct. So it's like existing, you <clears throat> charging and usable. Yeah. Easy. Now there is still something else to PowerPoints. Let's see what that is. All right. So I'm going to spend three workers. I'm going to terraform this lake over here. I don't like that either. And another worker and two bucks to get me a little house. Have you noticed he has not upgraded any buildings? I know. I've had two turns. I've been two So have we. <laughs> Hold on, let me use all my workers that are left. Oh no, Daniel conned me into using the flam man over here. <laughs> so yeah, the first couple turns usually go pretty much like, you know, I did it. Well, I think I have to pass because I don't have... I mean, it takes workers for pretty much every action I can do. So right now, at this juncture of the game, pretty much the only thing you can do is you could sacrifice power. That sounds like a ridiculous thing. Do something like this to get your two workers. But that, I, I, my power is so limited. Yes. I don't want to do that. Okay. Is that something you're going to do? Maybe. Well, I, I, I'm going to pass and see what happens. So I, I right. retain first so you player. pass. Now, this is a like, like a lot of these really mechanically dense games. You kind of get the idea of what's going on, but there's a balance to this that you have no idea how hard it is to get points back into magic, for instance, or how hard it is to get money or workers until you're a, a few turns in. You have no sense of really how easy or how fast that stuff's going to come back in. Right. And that really kind of makes you play extra cautious the first couple turns as a first-time player. Right. Now, Daniel, in order to, like, you know, make an example out of, of what you can do, decided that he was going to sacrifice power as for us as a demonstration. I mean, he actually did sacrifice some of his power. Well, I think part of that was because <clears throat> of his character, too. Well, and also... He just wasn't telling us that. <laughs> well, yeah. It, but, I mean, also, it, it kind of... Uh, it kind of pays to have, you know, you start with a certain number of power points in those pools. Mm -hmm. And the more you have in there, the longer it takes to fill back up. So I don't, I never really worked out the math in my head or how the flow would be that, that if you had, if you had half as many power points, would you get more power abilities to the table than if you had all of them? I mean, obviously, if you have all of them, you have the potential to build more, but you build faster with less. Oh my god! Now you're just overthinking it. That's right. I will melt your brain you're right here to at the call table. Your powerpoints. Well, I mean, he did. Well, I know. And you and you spend you could spend powerpoints in the second pool to move them up to the third pool. It was two to one, wasn't it? Wait, no, it was one <clears> to one. If you got rid of one permanently, okay, yeah, then you'd actually you'd automatically want to be ready to use. Yeah, you could move one up a pool, right? Which was pretty cool, and he actually did that. Uh, now I think that. <clears throat> You know, so, so far you've heard that Daniel's been kind of coaching us through it. And I think this that he was, I, I got to commend him for being really patient with us. Oh, yeah. I got to decide if I want a sh another shovel or if I want them workers. You don't have any workers, but 
a shovel for you is effectively three workers right now. Bo, but you have a free shovel already. I know, and I could have two, and I could really and make a mess a, of everything. You already have one terraform. And look at this, the shovels I get this turn are worth two points each. So Ooh, I get true. one right now, don't I, for having this at the start? No, when you no. use it, you'll get it. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so that every every shovel deal. you get, no matter from where, gets you two points this round. Okay. And you'll get a point workers. for every earth you're I need at. those workers. I'm so he's, to, actually, he's actually going to get a free I'm going uh, not four point dollar. Not dollar. For the workers, I have to. Okay. I know I, know I should have done the shovel. You're like, why didn't you do the shovel? That was points on the table. I don't know. I always like math it out. When I get when it gets farther, I kind of like math it out. I'm like, oh, this with this, okay. Then these guys with this. Guy. Is that what you're doing over there? You get not yet, but no. But later in the game, not me. Because right now it's kind of hard to deduce like where all the points are going to come from. I just know uh, I can't really. But later in the game, when there's like on the last round, you can be like, oh, this will get me two points, and this will get me one points. Okay, yeah. I'll do this because there's no turn after it. Have to worry about actually spent some magic though. How cool is that? Pretty cool. Not as cool as Nicole having six magic last turn. That's super cool. I'm like running out of money. Well, you gotta have trade houses, you gotta have the certain buildings to get the different resources, which is another thing to just manage. Oh, yeah, crap. You know, last turn math games are great. I love that. Yeah, I love like you know how games that lead you up to I mean through sort of like what feels somewhat chaotic and then you get to that last turn and all that chaos kind of settles down and you know you know you know exactly what you have left and how much you can do and you really start working it out and balancing it out and coming up with this perfect you know end game plan in order to maximize your points. I really like that. <clears throat> what I don't like is games where you can math it out five turns out and go, yep, I'm never making a comeback. How much longer does Power Grid have? Oh, <laughs> poor Power Grid. <laughs> there was almost a comeback. Matt made a comeback. You just sucked. Oh, my God. I did make a comeback on that game. Not enough. I know, but there was just no way. Yeah. <laughs> now, <clears throat> at this point in the game, I'm still trying to get my mind around, you know, how everything goes and, you know, what direction it goes. But here is an example of my turn. Okay, I hate my last turn. I've ruined everything. I'm not pleased with how things are going. I had it all lined out. How did that hurt you? Oh, you I used wanted, your worker? I wanted to use this there. to terraform this and then build a house there. You can do that right do now. Couple of, yeah, but then Just I can do, do a couple of upgrades. You can still do it. I can't. I can't do anything. Unless somebody blocks something you need, there's no... Okay, well, I'm going to use the shovel. I have to. Okay. So use Absolutely the shovel. have to. You get two points because of the round. Heck yeah, I do. Uh, get out of here, green. Hey. <laughs> uh, so I terraform that, and I get this going here. Right. And then I have to spend a worker to put... And two bucks. And two bucks to put a little house there. In that prairie. Would you like to have three power for minus two points? Yes. That's pretty... That's How's the little house in the prairie song go? I can't even remember. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Is that a thing? Do, do, do. All right, you got your points for that. You did that. All right, your turn. I'm not <laughs> now you got four. You can you can you can money it up and do whatever you want. I think that's the end of the this, this show. That's the end of the show. I think the song will last. The beginning's different. 
Okay, sorry. What were you saying? About. You were talking about it's your something. your turn. We were talking about I was saying you could do this, and now you have money, because you have four pounds. Little House of the Prairie was kind of a thing. I just know the dad gets broken ribs while he's trying to move the grain, and then the town helps him because the jerk storekeeper... That always happens. Because no, then the, the jerk storekeeper is like, if you don't do it, I don't have to pay you. If you don't do it by tonight, I don't have to pay you. And he's like, yeah, I'll been... sign that. That's no problem. That oh, been... the ox hit me. I have broken ribs. Uh, let me move this grain anyway. <laughs> What's the chances? Well, that would have been somebody up in Minneapolis. That wouldn't have been the shopkeeper because he was super nice. Mr. Olson, super nice. Different. Awful. Different. There's more than one shopkeeper in the world. Well, not in the town. Uh. There was only one shopkeeper in the town. <laughs> Alonzo's brother? <laughs> Whoa, am I being schooled? <laughs> Oh my god. I went to see their graves. Is that his name, Alonzo? Her, was, her husband? I, yeah. Oh, no. I don't remember that episode. Oh I didn't watch god. the other ones. It's your turn, by the way. Is it my turn? I, I got distracted. So turn. yeah, I'm going to spend these words. guys to get money? some monies. Five monies. Okay, now. Okay, two things. One, please don't sue us little house people, because <laughs> I loved your show growing up, and I did go see Laura Ingalls Wilder's grave. And I went to Laura Ingalls Wilder Elementary School. Yeah. In Springfield. No, I'm just going to tell you that, that Daniel <laughs> corrected himself after the fact. He did. He did. What's the real name? Almanzo. Almanzo. Not Alonzo. Yep. He, she called him Manny. It, it was agonizing for him. He knew it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He was like, that's not right. <clears throat> but I can't. I can't. That was, that was pretty funny because I am not a Little House fan at all. Oh, I love that show. And, and it turns out both of you have something in common. <laughs> You know, it transcends generations, too, because he's a little bit younger than we are. Yeah. So, just saying. Well, now, what what is the point, though, is that every turn, uh, you really start to micromanage every resource, and that sometimes leads to regret or mistakes because the order in which you take actions is very important. Yeah. Now, Daniel, we find out pretty quick, is an expert of... uh, you know, storytelling and gaming at the same time. Okay, I have a weird story. So yesterday, I woke up, and I turn on my bathroom light, and it doesn't come on. I'm like, okay, weird. I look, flip light switches around the house, nothing comes on. I'm like, oh, the power's out. I shower kind of with, like, a couple flashlights, and... Ooh, do I get more power? Oh, you upgraded that. So I get two... And lose one point. Yep, and I get three points. You get three points for making a great house. So I shower, whatever, thing. I get ready for work. I go out my front door, and my next-door neighbor, he's standing outside also. I'm like, is your power out? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, good. It's not my, nothing wrong with, like, my electrical. I'm like, okay. So I go back in the house. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to work. Oh, garage door doesn't work, obviously. Okay. I lift it up manually. It doesn't stay up. I'm like, ah, oh, that's annoying. And I go to set it down again. To get something to, like, I don't know, brace it. And it comes down, and it comes down askew. One of the cables on the side that lifts it had come off. Oh, wow. So one side had not. So one side was pulling up one side, so it just, like, jams, like, askew. I'm like, crap, what do I do? And I, like, mess with it a little bit and, like, Garage doors like kill people apparently, so I'm like, I'm not going to mess with it too much. Yeah, there's a a torsion bar sometimes that they tighten up. But my the whole cable was just off the off so it wasn't lifting it at all. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Uh, I mess with it a little bit. I'm like, well, I can't do it myself. So I'm like, ah, oh, this is a to do to do. And my car I can't get my car out. So I just call work. I'm like, I'm not I'm not coming in today. Like my car is like st- like my power's out and I apparently broke my garage door. 
So, and we're busy anyway. So I'm like, okay, I'm just not coming in. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I call a company, and they're like, okay, we'll be out there like between 12 and 4 to help you. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll like, just stay at home. Really? <laughs> this is at like hours. 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just hanging out. They get there at like 12, so it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys come, and he's like, oh, he's, he fixed it. He fixed it in like an hour and a half. But while he's there, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, you're fine, just do whatever. Like, I go to the bathroom, the AC was off, so I had my windows open, and my bathroom is at the front of the house, right next to the front door, and I had that window open. While I'm in the bathroom, I hear, like, these two ladies, like, come up, and they ask the guy working on my garage door something, and he says something like, oh, you have to go to the front door. They go to the front door, they knock, and... I don't say anything. I'm like, they're in the bathroom. And they're like three feet away from me. And they don't know that. So then they're like, knock. And they like open the screen door. But I had the, only the screen door was shut. The wood door was open because it's hot. Uh, and they're like, oh. And they shut, the, I hear them shut the screen door. And they're like, oh, what should we do? And I like sit there for like a few seconds. I'm like, um, I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like right there, like on the window next to the door, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, okay," and they leave. They just get in their car and they drive away. I'm like, "That's weird." I assume they're like a salesman or something, like going through the neighborhood. I get down, I go out, and I ask the worker. I'm like, "What was that about?" He's like, "I don't know. Two women. I don't know. One of them was kind of cute. They said they were looking for you." I'm like, "Okay, that's weird." This was at like one o'clock. The extra thing is weird. Total coincidence. I was home. Cause I didn't go to work that day, just randomly. So I'm like, yeah. What the? I like look at my phone, look at Facebook. It's like nobody asked me to like, hey, hang out or something. Like, who just shows up at my house? <laughs> knocks. It's like, oh, I'm in the bathroom. Oh, okay, we'll leave, and they leave. Did you find out who it was? No, I assume it's the, was the wrong house. I assume they were just totally at the wrong place. Cause it was totally random that I was even there. That they were like looking for me. <laughs> That's bizarre. That was so weird. So that was yesterday. Now, truly, the whole point of that clip was so that we could have something about poop in this episode. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> it was kind of bizarre, though. He said he still didn't hear anything about him, did he? Well, I know he said he said that the garage door guy said they were looking for him. I wonder if they actually said we're looking for Daniel. I don't know. Who knows? That's weird, though. Maybe somebody in his neighborhood said, oh, you should, you know, can you recommend somebody else? We'll give you a discount on your pest control service or something like that. And they were like, yeah, go talk to Daniel down the street. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> somebody gave you up, I think, is what I happened. I think so, too. <laughs> Somebody's a rat. <clears throat> but uh, so let's get back to the game now. Uh, mid-game, Nicole, how do you think you're doing? I'm, I'm betting I'm winning. Oh, no, wait. Oh, let's see. I think I want the boat. Skip that. Get the boat. Oh, God, that's a lot of money, though. Six bucks, and I have, oh, this like, is none. two bucks. Two bucks. So that's we'll only be. netting you four. But I have, well, yeah, but three. Look at how bad this is. Well, you can kill some. You can sacrifice some. You might have to. Okay, fine, I'll do the two bucks. Well, strong arming you guys into making decisions. Uh, I know, it's creepy. Well, Stop it. Uh, so far, so good. Oh, give me the money. Sweet. No, I'm changing my mind. I'm sorry. I, I need that money. Give me that okay. money. You need that four dollars. I need. Badly. Yes. Wow. Quit. 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 You don't get it now. Oh, we'll put that back. Oh my gosh. Look, I've only played this like half a time. 
See, it's really hard to resist the guy teaching the game, isn't it? He was just <clears throat> pushing me around, though. Yeah, I know. He's like, you need to do this. And I'm like, okay. Well, good for you for well, playing your game. To it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> now, at this point in the game, we only have a couple of turns left, but here's the thing about this game. When you start the game, you only have so many resources, and every turn you're getting more and more resources added in, and these turns just get longer and longer and longer. Right, because right? you get to keep going as long as you have resources to yeah. use. And so there's only a couple of turns left, but this is like half the game still yeah. at this point. And uh, the amount of stuff you can do has dramatically risen, as you'll find out from this. Is it my turn? Uh, I terraform... The lake down there, and it cost me a worker and two dollars, and I put a house down, which gets you a point if you want. Gets me magic power. for I can't have any more. Yes, perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn again. <laughs> okay, I don't even know why I announced it like that because that didn't really showcase that at all. But that no, is that showcase was you having perfect timing. <clears throat> yeah. On. Uh, Using the magic, or like, or or getting next, yeah, placing your guy next to his yeah. people when he wasn't going to be able to take any magic. Yeah, but I mean, and, so and, he didn't get yeah. any benefit, and, and, the, and in, you did. In reality, Daniel's got all of his magic in his final pool right now, and by playing, I, I waited to expand until he had the magic in there, and he can't get more magic in his full pool pool if all his magic's already in there. Right. But it didn't really showcase how many things we could do on a turn, does does it? <laughs> <laughs> But that's really cool, though. That that does kind of showcase just how much resources we're dealing with. At the start of the game, you know, everything's kind of just floating in the in, in the bottom in the middle, right? Yes. <clears throat> but uh, we've reached the fi- final couple of turns, like I said, and your mind, once you reach these, really starts to kind of come into focus. I found it was earlier than the last turn for me. What about you? What, when everything kind of came together? Yeah, when you were starting to really see what you had to do to pull these points off. I don't know. It was about I, turn five for me. Even at the end, I was kind of going, man, I should have done like 17 things differently. Was your whole game full of regret? Maybe. I don't know. Let's see what this one sounds like. Now it's your turn. Okay, I'm just going to do one more thing. This is all. Okay, I'm going to build a bridge. I'm going to build it right here. Okay. Okay. Uh, for the... T- Last turn scoring, they don't have to be directly adjacent to what get the mean? biggest area. So, like, uh, bridges are pretty much only for making towns if you have at least one boat. So, if you had, if you, let's say you didn't do this. Okay. Uh, um, let's say you make this a town. Yeah. You know, next turn. Like, you just turn something, whatever. You upgrade those. You make right. that a town. Then, you build from here. You build there. Uh-huh. Those would be considered adjacent? If you have one boat. I don't have a single boat. But you get a boat next turn. But if you don't have a boat and you have a bridge... Why don't I get a boat next turn? You, if you get a boat next turn. Oh, if I spend if the $4 you just, If you just spend... Yeah. I could save the three power and not do the bridge. But if I don't, I don't have to worry about that. Yes. Because it's three anyway. Like, you could just get a priest right now and then just bank on doing that later. Just because it's... I don't know. It's, it's just... I'm just going to go with it. I'm doing all right. I know you're trying to tell me you're doing terrible. I'm <laughs> That's fine. It's just there's there's two different kinds of adjacencies in the rule book. Because that's not confusing. Yeah, there's direct adjacency, which is 
Hex to Hex and Hex to Bridge is direct adjacent. Right. You have to have you have to be directly adjacent to be a town. There's indirectly adjacent, which is basically using boats. And indirectly right. adjacent is how you is how you count the But if he were to make a town on that black spot next time, he's gonna have like that huge thing anyway. Right. It's still gonna count. Right. The so biggest. he could not do this, build there and have one boat and this is still all connected. Or he could have the bridge and build there no and it's still gonna be connected. Yes. But then he won't get like another if he builds this up to be another town. He based so he yeah, to get, get another town, you oh, just need I didn't to make get my power either. Sorry. For what? I for got what? three power for boosting up the red track. I never did it. I when? did. I did it. Oh, yeah, he yeah, did. I moved it for you. Never mind. Pep, where are you at? Listen to jingle jangles. Are you? Are you? Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. I, that was I, your I turn. I the bridge. Okay, he feels the bridge. Turn. So it's your turn. All right. Jeez. Now I, I just want to point out once again, we are near the end of the game, and that much rule explanation is still coming out of this game. Out that of adjacency Daniel. thing. It was a little <clears throat> confusing. I think I got it before you did. What the adjacency thing? Uh huh. I, I kind of understood what was going on, but it seemed like he was trying to push me in. This is what was going on in my brain at the time. I'm looking at a bunch of yellow land on one side and a bunch of yellow land on the other side, and all i got to do is build a bridge. And I've got all the resources to build the bridge, and I'm not going to spend any of those hard-to-get resources like priests. But you okay? have to, if you build it, if you make your, your area into a town, then you get a bonus. I'm still trying to make my point, woman. Make your point. I'll shut up. Now... Daniel starts trying to push me into boats. Right. And I don't need to build a boat. I can just build a bridge. And all I wanted to say was, I can build a bridge right here, right? And he goes, well, you could build a boat. Let's build a boat. And he starts trying to strong arm me into those (laughs) boats because I think he's got stock in the boating industry. (laughs) But he did. He tried to talk me into boats and he gave us through the whole rule explanation again. And I'm like going, I think I got all this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me just build my bridge. (laughs) That's how I came out the other side of that. Right. But, okay, so I think where he was going with it is if you have an area over here on one side of the river and then you have another area on the other side of the river. Yes. You'd built one town, but yeah. the other one you had not. Yeah, if you could, if you had to build two bridges, you could have just had one boat and skipped you, the bridges. But if you built a bridge, you could never make this other part into a town because it connects it to your first town. Yeah. It's connected. If you did it by boat, then it still counts for the largest area. But they're not connected by the bridge, thus you can make a second town. So it's better to make a town first and then connect well, it by a bridge. Well, up front, he also said that there was, like, very rarely people made, like, big, two big towns, like, big enough to do anything with. Yeah, but you would have gotten another bonus if you'd have made a town. Maybe. Before you connected them by a bridge. I did make another town before I connected them. Well, I think that's because he talked you into a boat. No, he never. I never bought a single boat this whole game. I don't know. It was confusing. I know what I was doing. The adjacency <clears throat> part, hardest part of the game. But this is like this is just kind of going into this is at its core still an area control game. You terraform land, you populate that land, you expand into land around it. You just keep doing that and trying to take as much area as possible. Right, but you never take over anybody else's That's area. That's right. There's no combat. No. But you just try to control the map and control... You just got to get there and first. And there's a ton of points in that, you know, adjacent area bonus. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, at this point, I'm really focused on that. That's what I'm... I'm starting to figure out, like, I need to take that 
I have a whole pile of priests to spend on the cult track. And I just, I mean, at this point in the game, I just start to realize that without him explaining it, that I get to spend all these priests on the cult track later on. And I don't want to spend any of them right now on a boat, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Now, Daniel did mention the mathing out of the last turn. Let's hear what it sounds like when Daniel does this. Do I have... I don't have a spot I could go to that would be next to two of yours. No, so I'd have to spend a lot more money. You always spend those purple pills. Plenty of money there. Not enough. I'm going to have to... I could only have seven more dollars. That's six. That's six. Just six points. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But eight things. Oh man. Having eight resources is four points for me. So why would I spend eight resources to get this is three when you points? Math it out. This is, you're gonna ruin your game if you math it out too much. I'd just go with it. It's terrible. Terra mysticable. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it actually sounds like. Uh-huh. It's just so funny. I'm just listening to him, especially listening to it back again. I'm right next to him just listening to it. Now when I, when I listen back to it, I just laugh because it's like him just grumbling out numbers and, oh, that would only give me eight resources and I wish I had 13 <laughs> if I did this and maybe I, you know. Yeah. You just start kind of agonizing over the game. <clears throat> and that, I mean, that gets really dense, doesn't it? It like does. All the, all the balancing and stuff. Now, I really want to, this, this next clip is the longest clip that we're going to play today on this episode. We apologize. We apologize, but this clip (laughs) really feels, I think, like the final moments of this game. This is what the final moments of a game like this sounds like, and especially this game in particular, because this is this game, right? (laughs) (laughs) So this is what it sounds like to final take the final turn on Terra Mystica. So I trade two of my workers for $2. You guys are going to see the everything must go sale here. I throw away three of these to put three of them into my bank so that I can spend three of them on three dollars, I believe. Yeah, because that's all I can really do. And then I have two workers and five dollars so that I can actually trade that out for one of these guys. And I'll do it like way over here where you guys won't benefit from anything. Mm. Rude. I know, right? Mean. Well, you have to make a trade house. Oh, you're Only yeah. Only trade can be that. So there, so or there, that back, or there, sir. or there. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I'm stupid. Put those I'm so stupid. Oh, so you'll have one that's trade house out. But where do I score more points for that? That. Oh, you're right. Well, it's still three points either way. Oh, okay. that would be four points. Matters. I'd lose one point. Oh, I'm going to get more points if I do that other thing. Well, you'll get a thing. Okay. So take a thing. That's fine. Go ahead and take your turn. I'll, I'll be deciding on my thing for a while. Uh, well, what if your thing affects his decision? You, it won't. He's doing so good already. I know. How far back I am. I'm the furthest back. This one would give me on one, one water track. spot, and it would let me... No, on, on the score track, on the one that matters. Oh, yeah. It would give me one water point, and I get to put a trade house out? No, every points. time you put down a trade house, yeah. you get three points. Yeah. Burr. Well, if you put that trade house out, that'd get you another three points. No. Should have bought one of those earlier. 
So oh, I totally should be the most rather than point. fighting over that cult track. I got th- two points on that water. That would sew that up, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't. Wouldn't sew it up. Two but it... on water, and then that would you would be winning. Yes. Yeah. But then you would just take it back because you're weak. maybe. Well, he's planning that he even, can't, because I can't buy that again. Yeah, he doesn't even have any... I don't have a priest. He doesn't have yeah, a priest. Yeah, but he can buy a priest with his points. He doesn't Finally. have any right now. One, two, three, four. I only have... If I kill all of them, I'll have four. Yeah. Which isn't enough to get a priest, is it? I so guess I just take the water track right now if do I do it. this. Do it. Okay, Probably. fine. I'll do it. Do so it. That gives me two now and one later, is what it means. So I go one, two... Well, one Man, later. I really what are you feel like about? I should have on, so get... on this token. I get one after the turn. Oh right. Over. So then, no, no. It's during the turn. You exit out. But anyhow, oh, I just choose one. But later. that's late. Yeah, that's yeah. next so turn. You... So you get two uh, power though. Okay. Yeah. So it's <clears throat> and it's your turn. Man, I feel like I should have just passed because I could have made a better use of these resources just by turning them into points. You get to turn resources into points at the end. Yeah. At the he end. You turn everything into gold, so everything converts to gold. Yeah. And then every three gold is a point. But for the alchemist, every two gold is a point. Oh, and that's you? Yeah. That's why I was saying I just spent eight resources, oh. so I spent four points to get no points. I like that, though. That's what I yeah. want you to do. So that's like, yeah, I could have just... But I already went that way. So two workers and three dollars. I put this here. How come nobody wants to build next to me? Well, I'm over here. Never. That's not the point. I'm not going to do... I get three well. points. I could take... One, two, three. What can I take? Four power for... I build there. So four power, you lose three points. I don't know. That's... <laughs> I mean, I honestly don't have anything except money at this point, so it's not going to really do what anything else are you good. What going to do with it? Because it would go, it go one, two, three, four, and I would be three points over here. Which the only three point thing left is a bridge, and I don't need it. So, yeah, it's not going to get me far enough. So no. Okay. All right. So Nicole, your my turn. turn. And I think the only thing I have left is to build my little house. Walk down a house. Right there. There. Would you like two power for minus one point? No, that's not. No, that's going to do me any good. Now it's point. now it's your turn. You can use your. I am going to use my little space. Oval you just got. I guess I have to now. I think you're going to make some sort of magic push on this. So. He how? Because. He has nothing. He's got two workers, and he's got four dollars, and he could burn money and build another temple and get another push up there. Oh, that's right. I can turn. I can turn points into money. I wasn't even thinking about that. But, yeah. so I think I'm going to put it on the, um, I think I'm going to put it on the fire track. That sounds crazy, but put it on the fire track, please. Add on the one fire. Just one? Yep. Yeah, on one he's using fire? Okay. That makes it so that he can't, he has to make, basically pull at least three. All right, I'm going to spend two and three to make this. Get three points. Boop, boop, boop. All right, that's done. Nicole's turn. Oh, I don't have anything left. I get, I get a pass. So you pass. You basically just throw it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm passing as well, I think, and I get four points per per big strong. Thing. You have. Yeah, a... so I get eight points because I have a two big things. Wow. Yeah. So eight point me. That's so super I'll be at crap. Sixty-seven. I should have passed earlier four on that last round and get that. Seven, eight. Wow. Right. 
and I have four power I could have, which would be not enough to do anything. So yeah, I can't do anything. So I just turn this, well, let me do that. Okay, so I pass those. Okay. All right. All right, well, that's, that is what the final round of turn feels like. So, I mean, obviously there's lots of number crunching. There's lots mm -hmm. of thinking. It's really, you know, deep thought with what you're doing and you're, you know, min-maxing everything. You are not, I mean, there's not much laughing by the, the last round as you try to just no push every single. Men. I know. No, <laughs> no mysterious visitors no. during this one. Everything's thought out. Everything's really, you know. Just crunch it down. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that is that is exactly how yeah. this game feels. It gets real, real thinky at the end. Yeah. Because you're trying to just make sure you got <clears throat> as much as you possibly could. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and just get this brain burner wrapped up, okay? Okay. No cult bonus at the end, just because that's how the game works. Right. All right. Go ahead and liquidate everything. So you get another Done. dollar because you kick out. Because I, I can do one apiece. Yeah. So you, I kick out these. Those are there. And then I get four dollars. Okay. Points that. for resources. You have one dollar. So you get nothing. I have uh, effective this worker turns into a dollar. Right. Which I have to switch it. So I get three points because I'm special. Okay. Boop, boop, boop. You have nothing. nothing. Okay. Biggest area is Fred. Yes, by a long shot. So with you 11. get, with 11, did you get your boat? You I got, got my boat. boat. So you're 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Okay, so Fred gets 12, I or 18. He gets 18. Ah, sorry. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. All right. And then you get 12. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And I get 6. 6. Okay. Then the different cults. Fred gets 8. Plus 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. And then 8. Wait. No, oh, we're doing one at a time. I mean, time. you could go it either way. Right. You could go. Keep going. So one at a time. green gets 4. four. And black gets two. And Blue. then yellow gets eight. Crap. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, you I get, forgot to score and you my saw that too, yeah. yeah. I get black gets four. Mm -hmm. And you get two. Alright, then black gets eight. Eight. You get Green four. gets four. Four. And then yellow gets two. Yellow gets two. And then I get Eight. You keep moving my pawn, don't you? I can't believe I it. I told you I wasn't doing so well. Eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I get four. four. One, two, three, four. You get two. Yeah. One, two. And then I also and get then my you bonus also get four. I get three more points. One, two, three. And Fred wins. Fred wins. That sucks. <laughs> Fred at 108. Is that good? Oh. That's good. Is that, That's good. Is that an admirable score? Yeah. Uh, Nicole at 92, Daniel at 85. Daniel, you took the handicap early. What? What handicap? Huh? You said you took a guy that you weren't used to. If you had played the nomads. So did you. I know, yeah. but I think, I think you knew the nomads are easy. 
Like being able to terraform every yeah, turn. You picked first. Just through the shovel. The... I just picked yellow, though. Yeah, you just <laughs> picked yellow. I always pick yellow. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that's how it turned out. We uh, very, very mathy ending. So just get ready to add lots of points up and, and from lots of different bonus tracks and stuff like that. It's not too complicated. It's not overwhelming, but, you know, there are quite a few bonuses that you're trying to come up with at the very end. And, yeah, I ended up one. I mean, I, I didn't expect to. I expected you to. <clears throat> really? Actually, no, I expected Daniel to Me win too. just because he played it before. Yeah. But really, when it all comes down to it, you're always the winner. So, <laughs> why do you say that? Because it's true. Let's take a poll. Okay. okay, everybody, raise your right hand if you think Fred's gonna win the next game we play. Oh, everybody, okay, raise their nope, hand. That's, that's one to one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> in this room, that's one to one. I wasn't asking this room. <clears throat> now, what I liked about this game is every turn, you really have plenty of dis- different decisions to make. It's not one path. You, you've got options for terraforming this way or that way, and you're reacting to the other players, and you're expanding differently. You're giving different people points when you're kind of shoved in a little group together. Mm-hmm. There's just tons of options every turn. Yeah. And the only thing that kind of leads your decisions <clears throat> is there is every round there's a particular bonus that you'll get. So if you if you do perform that particular action, yeah. you're going to get a bonus for doing it. So yeah. sometimes you do want to plan, you know, hey, I could go ahead and upgrade my town mm-hmm. to the next level. But if I wait until next turn, I get more points to do it. And advanced players are going to plan for that well outside of that turn. Right. You know, like that last turn, I got eight points right at the very end because I had both big buildings. I had the biggest, you know, church and the biggest, you know, uh, what was the other one? I can't even remember. The other one. Castle thing. Yeah. But anyways. I I, don't think we ever did call them the right names. I don't know. They're not labeled on the board or anything. Yeah, I know. But I had the two biggest things, the two biggest buildings you could put on the table, and I got four points apiece for them. But I did that way outside of that because I had planned for another bonus I was getting on other turns. Yeah. So it just it, – it really is a good a good game, and you really do think strategically the whole time. Um, <clears throat> another thing I thought was cool was how they had so many different factions. Because yeah. each each color that they have in the game has two different factions. And they had like five different colors in the game, so there were like ten factions in that I game. Think there were a little more than that. I don't know. There was a lot. It was yeah. There was, <laughs> there's a lot of options, yeah. like different different people to choose yeah, from. Yeah, tons. So, so and they all they all play differently. They all mm-hmm. have different ways that they get bonuses back. Different worker amounts for different you know houses on the table. Mm-hmm. Different costs. Some things you have to pay for. Sometimes you don't. There's just a a massive variety of in this game, really. Mm-hmm. You know, for, especially for something this mechanical and this this uh, you know, it felt you know this sound you know of, of, you know was in the strategy, really, really was refreshing to have that many options. Mm-hmm. Um, the game itself felt really balanced through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's been kind of our theme this episode. Is <clears throat> we like the balanced games. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I didn't feel ripped off at all during during this game. I never, well, I wouldn't. never really. Well, of course not, because I'm amazing. Won't. I'm just kidding. No. Yeah, but even the point spread though between you and Daniel wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it was it was. Big percentage wise, but it wasn't that big. I no. mean, it feels I, I like mean, there could have been a couple different moves. He well, yeah, because like do. one swing in who, if he had taken the top spot and I hadn't taken the top spot on just spaces on the board, you well, know, together. He almost took second, but I bought that boat at the last minute. Yeah. Remember that that point swing is a, it's, it works on the inverse as well. Mm-hmm. I lose those 18 points and he goes up those 18 points. That's a 36 point swing. For him to take that away from me and, and gain it himself. True. 
So it's, it, it, you know, it was, it's a lot tighter than it probably seemed at the very end. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one thing that uh, is kind of like tough about this is every point does count. And oh, it yeah. counts really hard towards the end. I mean, so up front, you have to know that those, you know, points you're, you're spending away to get magic into your pool, mm-hmm. it's, it has to benefit you. It has to go to some sort of points in return because you are spending points off the table. Mm-hmm. And you're constantly thinking about that offset. How many points am I spending to get how many points back? And that has to be at the forefront of your mind in order to really compete at this game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, you, if you're too casual about it, this, this, you'll just get stomped in this game. Um, length of game may hold us back a little bit, don't you think? Maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. It's, it, it wasn't as bad. It was like about two hours, two hours, 45 minutes. A lot I of think. that was tell, us telling stories and learning how to play. <laughs> I, w- I would say once we, once we take that out, it's probably st- still the three-player game was probably about two hours and 20 minutes. I'd say it's shorter than that. I'd say it was around about two hours once we figured it out, got everything mm-hmm. assigned, and then uh, if we just shut our mouths... Never. Now I know. Now, <clears throat> another thing I didn't really like about this game is, despite you know all, all the good mechanics and stuff in it, I, I ultimately when I looked at the board, it felt a bit like a bland sandwich. Yeah, the colors are pretty muted and yeah. and non what I don't know though because <clears throat> it kind of matches the theme of it. I mean, what if we took like the color palette from Seasons and put it in this game? I would look too cartoony, and I think you it's... crazy. It already is cartoony. <laughs> I don't know. I I didn't mind it as much after I played. Yeah. Before I played, it kind of made me go, this just looks like it's going to be really, really thinky and not a lot of fun. Yeah, but, I'm going to say, looking I'd at the back of the box, oh my goodness, it looks boring. Yeah. But it's really not. No, it's, I didn't it's think it was boring really at all. good, actually, I think. Yeah. So, uh, well, one of the things that I liked about it that yeah. you didn't point out was was that whole uh, that magic mechanic. Yeah, the, the pools. The pools. I've yeah. heard some people say that's their most frustrating, you know, aspect of the game was that when you got points, they had to gain them twice in order to get them. Once. I think that's awesome, though. I think that's just. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a different mechanic. You don't see that everywhere. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was. I mean, maybe it probably just muddled my thinking, and that's why I didn't win. But you know, because I was too busy planning on how I was going to get more magic to use. But I just really enjoyed it. I thought that was really cool, hmm. and I think that uh, I really like how all the different factions, like you said, have different powers, and I, I really look forward to playing different characters. Yeah. So I think the replayability is going to be there just because. Oh, just because of the getting variety. to try the variety. Yeah, even even though the theme <clears throat> of it's going to be the same every well, time. Yeah. And, and another thing we really didn't talk about that you randomize at the start of that game is every turn, whoever ends their turn first gets the first choice of these bonus tiles that tell you what additional like materials you're going to get next turn. Yeah. Like it tells you how many money and how many workers you're going to get next turn, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And these bonus tiles, you know, like I said, are, end first, you get the first choice. And the ones that don't get picked get money on them. So you get money in addition to whatever effect there are if they're mm-hmm. not getting picked. And these are randomized at the start of the game. There's there's well more than the, than you need to play whatever amount of players you are. You only use a, a certain amount of them. Mm-hmm. And you shuffle these up. You draw that certain amount. And those are the ones that you're going to use for the entire game. The other ones are put back in the box. Right. Which further randomizes it. So you got characters. You have bonuses in between turns that are going to change it. You know. <clears throat> you have bonuses per turn. 
They get randomized. Yeah, it's going to tell you how you, how the flow of the game goes. I yeah. mean, it's it's got a lot serious replayability. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> now my stomach's growling, and if you can hear that, I really apologize. I totally hear. <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> let's talk about teaching a non-gamer this game. Whew. I think it'd be a little rough. This is a person like you know just. Hey, here's uh, here's your you know, your your aunt Cindy. I, I she wants to play be... a game. She, uh, she's oh, no. pointed at Terra Mystica on the shelf. How hard is it to teach Aunt Cindy how to play Terra Mystica? I, did, I honestly, I mean, has she ever played a Feld game before? No, she's played Yahtzee though. Oh. She knows Yahtzee and and the Monopolies. It's gonna be hard. There's a lot of different mechanics in here that you got to absorb. I, you know, uh, I don't. I, I mean, I I'm a smart girl. I'm as smart as anybody. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah. And this is coming from experience of going insane and not being able to play Arkham Horror to thinking, you know, it's not a bad game. And Eldritch is like one of my favorites to play. Mm-hmm. I would never have been able to play this five years ago. I would I would have just shut down. I would I would have been like, that's too much. I don't know. You would have been like, what do I is, do on my turn? Why do Fine. I feel stupid? Great. Just tell me what to do. You just you do it yeah, and no. whatever. You would have been me at the it football would have party. Been, yeah. It, no, it's just that there's too many choices. Yeah. There's too many choices and the mechanics of each where it one at a time. Okay, fine. I think it'd be easy, but there's just too much to wrap your head around. There's yeah. too many choices. So what is it? What's it's your like number? It's like me standing at Taco Bell. Oh my gosh, I can never make a decision because oh, there's like too many choices. Because there's four ingredients and 37 choices out of those four ingredients. Well, do you want a tostada? Do you want a burrito? Do you want a taco? I don't know. And then they've got this special the menu. The difference between with any the of those rice is corn now or flour. <laughs> no, it's not because then there's like a hard shell. There's a soft shell. There's a corn or flour. You could do both of them together. Corn and flour. It's just there's a lot to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I just I think it's a I think it'd be I think it's a pretty stinking hard game. Yeah, to wrap your head around. Well, I'm just gonna say it then. It's a five. I think so. It is as hard as it can get to teach this game to a non-gamer. I think so. Yeah. You are gonna pull your hair out before they get a sense of what's going on. I'm and not, it's, it's not an it's not an intelligence ins- no, insult. It it's has a, nothing to do with that. It's an experience. It's an experience insult. thing. And it's insult. Like, <laughs> You're so mean. No, it's an experience issue though. Yeah. If you have no experience with this game, this is not your game to start with. No. This, this is a one, terrible game to introduce to someone. It's a five. Do not give this. Don't decide you're going to teach somebody to play this. I don't care how big a nerd they seem like. It's going to kill him. What? Oh, You're wait. so insulting today. <laughs> he means nerd with love because let's face that's it, right. that's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what rating would you give this game? Oh, God, it's really good. I'd yeah. give it a five. Me too. Yeah. This is a five out of five. I know. It really is. And honestly, <laughs> it was number. It was tied with Agricola for number six on my top five of the 50 yeah. games. And that's only just because... Those other ones are just a little bit more. Yeah, it was just off my list as well. Whatever, it's barely off the list. Yeah. So, but it's a super good game. It's, it's super, super hard, but it's super good. But it's very rewarding. Yeah. And, and once you, you know, get past <clears throat> all the things that you have to learn about it and all the nuances of it, it's yeah. really enjoyable. I mean, if you haven't if you haven't played this and you like and you like it, like especially that second to the last clip and it sounds like the kind of game that you get into and you like that kind of brain active game, you know, like I like, you know, the both of us do. We really like this kind of thing where we're fully engaged at the last moment. Remember that that's what fully engaged sounds like. When all of your faculties are concentrating on this moment and trying to create the most of it, and this game does that. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's a good, it's a really good game. And yeah. definitely try it. I mean, if you get a chance to try it, at least try it. I, I do recommend someone teach it to you. Yeah, I recommend that. Because <clears throat> it is, pro- it's, it, I don't, but I mean, ultimately, at the end of it, I feel like I was starting to kind of get the hang of it enough that I wouldn't have to have, you know, the rules expert sitting right next to me the whole time. No, I mean, we could get through it on our own yeah. after this. Yeah. You know, and I did want to point out, too, that uh, along with uh, telling us that it, his name wasn't Alonzo, it was Almanzo, mm-hmm. Daniel did say he got to play this as a two-player game yeah. after we recorded, and he said he had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. So I think we should definitely bring it out here sometime soon and... and uh See what we think of it, just the two of us. I know. But if you beat me, I'll never forgive you. It'll be like a miracle. Oh. So we'll play it at Christmas. <laughs> we'll play <laughs> It'll be a Christmas r- miracle. Ridiculous. <laughs> but that's our review of uh, Terra Mystica right there. Okay. It's a good one. It was. Now, uh, we did get some uh, questions. So you know what we got. Uh, Jeff has wrote us, and he asked us a question. He says, do you remember the pivot point, the tip of the cap to Jeff Engelstein at Ludology Podcast, in your gaming experience that turned you into a hobby gamer, or was there one? You know, that point where you were no longer interested in the good old roll-and-move games and wanted a more strategic or tactical or even just a more thematically complex uh, game or experience to keep you interested. For me, it was getting together with some friends, the way back, <clears throat> the way back machine whirs into action, during a high school and spending a whole night playing Axis and Allies, then moving on to Diplomacy, and from there, more Avalon Hill games. And the clincher, too, you could probably go, go, still go back and enjoy that pivot point. Uh, that is, do you still play games the, that game or games? Personally, I probably won't go back and play Axis and Allies or Avalon Hill games, but they still have a nostalgic place in my heart. There has just been a fantastic boom in the number of quality games since he re-entered the hobby, uh, so, uh, so much so that he'd be afraid that those old games wouldn't give him the chance uh, gaming experience that he now enjoys. Not really into dudes on a board or stab your friends in the back games anymore. Now, I like to stab my friends in the back. I do too. Proves how much they love me when they stick around. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Now, we kind of went over this in the first episode. We did a little bit, and I I have been kind of thinking about it. I I don't think, I mean, okay, I'm going to say Pandemic was that pivot point game, but it was just the one that introduced us to know that there were those options out there. We have always been searching for those more in-depth. So yeah. as far as uh, being kind of tired of the good old roll-and-move games, yeah. I mean, that's been forever. I've always wanted to find a game that was a little more than that. That's why we buy so many Clue games. Well, I remember, like, uh, you know, I, I, I think in the original one I said Dun- Dungeons & Dragons made me want to do that. Mm-hmm. But there's no real board game there. That's, that's you know... That's a whole different up kind front of experience. Is, is, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just pen and paper. Right. But the, uh, the thing that I did remember that when I thought board games can do this was uh, the the Hero Quest game. I bought the Hero Quest game at a KB toy on like clearance for like next to nothing 
And all of a sudden, I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons in a box, except it's a board game. Mm -hmm. And there's miniatures all over the board, and you're moving around the board, and there's little missions and stuff like that. And that put me on a quest way back when. I mean, when that game was first out. Mm -hmm. And I started buying stuff like uh, Mutant Chronicles, Siege of the Citadel, that Dark World game. Like, anything I could get that was like an adventure in a box is what I started playing. Now, I knew guys who were playing, like, Axis and Allies and stuff like that. But usually those, like, I, the guys I was play, I would try to play those games with were really, really good at them. Mm-hmm. And would unmercifully annihilate me, <laughs> mercilessly annihilate me, you know, whenever I tried to play it with them. And it right. was just, uh, I don't know, for some reason it didn't spark my interest quite as much as that, that thematic sort of adventure. You know, just, just to be moving, you know, n- Roman numerals around a map and saying, and playing Risk was not as fun. <laughs> See, and I never played Risk, but I my mom didn't like games that much, mm-hmm. and or really at all, and yeah. so I didn't have anyone to really play them with. But I would, so I would that's say why Hero I turned Quest. I turned to the video games. Yeah, I would say Hero Quest, though. Ultimately, that was the one that turned me on to board games and made me say board games can be really, really cool. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, you know, that's what led me to, of course, the Warhammer and stuff was around at the time. And eventually I started playing that before I got into this hobby as deep as we are now, of course. So how did you come across the the pandemic <clears throat> thing? Pandemic, we the were... The store? Because I know we were on vacation. We just we were just, we just asked someone, or maybe we looked it up on the Garmin. That may have been the first uh, vacation we had the uh, little Garmin GPS device on. Or it could be. And we just looked up game stores because we were in, like, Fort Worth or wherever it was. Or and they, toy stores or something. Yeah. And it just I said, hey, there's a weird toy store down here. And you were like, really? Are they going to have any good games? And you were kind of treating it like that. We walked in there, and that guy just said, well, this pandemic game, everybody says that's pretty good. And, and then it, it sounded neat because it was about diseases, you know. At least it wasn't like some dense, you know, Axis and Allies war game. That would have made me just go, never mind, and let and leave, you know. And I may have made this connection before, but right now it just absolutely hit me that Pandemic would be the board game version of The Stand. Somebody had asked us what, what book we'd like to see made into a board game, and yeah. there you go. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's the one that, that made the... The transition to the more modern stuff for you and I. For me, yeah. Well, I guess for you. Well, too. I had already purchased some stuff. We yeah, were already have, at that point. But I wasn't really. Were we into already it. playing like Settlers of Catan and stuff like that no, at that point? Uh uh-uh. uh. What did I have? I had a few games. You had Munchkin. Oh, God. It's so bad. I think you <laughs> might have had Flux, but I didn't know what you were. It was like, okay, weird. At this card point, game. I can pack like my whole board game collection into probably two cardboard into a boxes. Duffel bag, practically. No, not quite that, but I mean, well, it you was had probably like a couple big games, but. Yeah, it was probably. I, well, I had like a, a, quite a few old games that were really big, but I hadn't transitioned to that more modern mechanic kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and I just had like Trivial Pursuit yeah. that no one ever played with me, and, mm-hmm. and uh, that weird uh, music riff, <laughs> the, the music trivia game, yeah. and stuff like that. Now. Would I go back and play Hero Quest? Uh, you gotta say yes because now mean, I want to play it. I probably would. Oh, good. It's not bad, but it's very linear. It's one adventure book, and they had a, very few expansions for it, and it became insanely expensive after that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was chasing down that same type of game. I even bought Warhammer Quest when it came out too. I traded all my magic cards. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I had like I had I actually had alpha set cards that I traded towards that game, if you could believe it. Hmm. I don't know if it was a good trade or not, probably not. 
I have no idea. Because <clears throat> I guess some of those old cards, those magic cards, are worth like $200 each. Probably not a good trade then. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. There goes our retirement. <laughs> I know. Buy magic. What? Magic had already come and died no and then got purchased by somebody else, and I bought a couple cards that this weird hippie guy had in Colorado. He built me a deck. They didn't have decks for sale. He just had a, fo- a binder full of alpha cards, and he built me a black and white deck hmm. for $10. Hmm. Which means that he probably feels even worse that he was selling alpha cards for $10, but it was a defunct game that had no business anymore. Weird. I know, right? Yeah, see, you know, I think you even showed me magic at one point. I was like, uh, I have no idea. I've tried to play it with you since. You just don't like it. It's okay. Yeah, I think the same way. I watch, it's the funny thing is I'll watch Day 9 play magic online, but I don't really. I've watched that with you. It's not bad. Yeah, but I don't really like the game that much. It's okay. That's weird. I don't know. Too much to it. But, yeah, as far as going back and playing old games, I, even the Roll and Move games, though, I'll go back and play them again. I don't care. If it's a game, I, I, these days I'll try yeah, it. Yeah, and anything could show up on American Classics Day. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and I, I still like to stab my friends in the back. <laughs> you don't like that? I do. I think You it's... don't like playing? I mean, you, you got you to gotta love playing cards where it's just like, oh, and I'm sorry, man. And they're just, and you could just see it on their face. They're like, you are But, you know, that does, that does bring up a point. You know, one of the ultimate stabby in the back games, other than Munchkin, is that Zombies game. Zombies, exclamation point, X3. Uh-huh. You know, that game is, uh, <clears throat> it's a huge stabby in the back game. You yes, and Matt and I played I that game with one of his former lady friends. And, uh, long, 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 long time ago. Yeah. And she, hated that game and Matt had so much fun but it went on forever because the stabbing was in, just off the charts yeah. every time we get near the helicopter pad everybody would just play stabby in the back cards in their turn and you'd end up dead huh. and then you'd go back to town square and everybody would start back out again towards the helipad see and I don't even remember that it was it was terrible, but I've got I've got a dead time storybook for that for that so that we can alter the game. Yeah, we need to play it again probably, I've got three expansions that we've played zero of they're up to like they're up to like expansion twelve. I'll never buy that, but <clears throat> yeah. I'd still play stabby in the back games. Oh yeah, Heck why not? Yeah. As long as you kind of get a cutoff point, say we'll play this for an hour, you know. <laughs> Especially that one. Well, as long as everybody stays in good spirits, I don't know. I don't like playing with sore loser people. Like I, me. I just what, like, you kind of are sometimes, oh, and that's my, when it's frustrating. You? No, but people who will just you know, I don't I don't <clears> want <throat> to end the game angry. It sucks. It takes the fun out of it. I want you to be happy that I won when I ever do. I want, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't want you to be mad because I had to play a well, I'm just card against tell you because that, that's part of the game. You should see the, the smile that just lights up, that, that rivals the sunshine whenever I win a game with you in the room <laughs> against you. It's just like, oh, Nicole, you're yeah, but so I'm never happy. mad at you. <laughs> you walk off like grumbling after the game. <laughs> yeah, but th- you walk off analyzing every move that you did wrong, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, why did I have to win? I think that's why I lose so much, is because if I win, I have to hear about it for the next two days. I gotta analyze it so I, next time I destroy you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's <laughs> not that bad. But, anyway. uh, but guess what? That uh, about wraps up. This episode, you can tell because the song just started playing. Is that what happened? <laughs> That's what happened. Now, <clears throat> we want to thank all the listeners for choosing our podcast as your entertainment. Now, we enjoy producing it every other week for you, but we also enjoy hearing from you. 
You can feel free to send in your questions and comments to us, and you can voice these to us either on our Board Game Geek Guild or our website, talkaboutboardgames.com. Or you can also email us directly at either fred at talkaboutboardgames.com or nicole at talkaboutboardgames.com. Now, as usual, you can find us on Twitter at TA Board Games or on Facebook and Instagram at Talk About Board Games. <clears throat> now, in two weeks, we will again curb your gaming cravings while away from the table when Tyler and Anna join us to play the dice wrangling game in the Old West, Dice Town. Thanks for listening. Hello? Hey, this is Electronic Boutique. Mortal Kombat 2 just came in today. You want to come get it? And I was like, yeah, I do. I got off the phone. I was like jumping up and down like, this is the best thing.